Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kia ora, welcome in. It is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on your Friday morning, four past six. Thank God it's Friday. Isn't that what they say, Izzy? Good morning to you, brother. (laughs) Friday, fun Friday. Yes, good morning to you, Ricardo. Yep, we're here, mate. Look, honestly, um, you know, people laugh. You know, I've said it's been a big week. Mm. It's a couple of hours a day. But it is quite taxing. And it is quite draining. There's a plenty going on, and this is my first week back for a while. And we've got the Friday, and I'm like, oh, I'm a bit knackered today. <laughs> so it's, it's all the golf. Yeah, not enough golf. Not <laughs> again today. I know, I know. <laughs> How did you get on yesterday? Uh, do we do we need to tap country clueless, or did you get everything nailed pretty well? Uh, no, look, I did the lawns. Haven't done the irrigation, and I got a little... Uh, you know, the old deaf stare, slight remark when we were driving out. Oh, the grass is looking pretty dry. What do you mean? It's been raining and I have been irrigating it for a very long time. I just haven't done it the last couple of days because I haven't been able to fix the irrigation. But no, that's on the to-do list. I've got plenty of jobs and uh, next week's going to be a big week. No golf. No golf next week. I've Ooh. got so many. I've got to mow the paddocks. There's, um, they've actually got a lot of growth. I've got them um, bailed up before I went to... Australia, um, I've come back there, they're, you know, up to your knees already, so wow. I've got to go hire a, a, a mower, get that all mowing, just obviously a fire hazard in, you uh, hit in up summer. Your, so your good friends at Kubota, they might be able to hook you up with one to do those. Uh, look, Kubota, well, I'll head down to, I don't know if they're still part of the show, Kenna Tire, they're still part of the show, aren't yeah, they? they? So are, yeah, I'll head yeah. down to local local Kenar Tire and, and, and hire out a mower, get that done, got to do a bit of spraying. Uh, irrigation, what else have I got? I've got plenty of jobs to do next week because I'm heading to Gisborne for the break. Um, I'll be up north, so got to get those done because I'll come back. Life sentence block, mate, it all gets out of control. So no golf next week, Ricardo. Wow. Wow, that is amazing. Mm. That is amazing. Sacrifices <laughs> we make, eh? Uh, <laughs> now, uh, we want to do the SENZ roll call too because uh, we want to know where you are. We want to know what you're doing mm. and how you're listening to us as well. So text us double eight double three. Where are you this morning? What are you up to? And how are you listening to us? So double eight double three on that one. Uh, we've got one text through so far, Izzy, and all it says mm-hmm. with about five exclamation marks after it is Kurt Capewell. Kurt Capewell, yep. What a what a signing! One that it came out of nowhere. Really, we thought those uh, negotiations had stalled. Are uh, Brisbane going to make that decision? Then bang, yeah. comes out. You, one thing that I have learned from following this story is: do not yeah. play poker against Cam George. 
Because yeah, yeah. about two days ago, <laughs> he was very, you know, very much giving off the vibe that it might not happen. Yeah, well, it's interesting. We've got Andrew McFadden coming up on the show, and it'd be good to chat to him. Obviously, he's a big part of the signing and see where they were at in those negotiations. And was it just bang, spare of the moment, you had no inkling. And then, obviously, Kurt Capewell and, and his partner having to make a decision to yeah, go across the Trans-Tasman, come to Auckland, uplift the, everything that they've known from Australia and, and make this huge leap. And uh, whether they had any inkling that he was looking at it from you know a point of view that he really wanted to come. He's obviously has, and they've signed him. They've signed Jackson Ford and, and Rocco Berry. So a huge day for the Warriors. But I think the question is really Adam Fenor Blake. Mm. You know, like he's obviously signed for next year. Um, what's what's his thinking? Is he still, you know, from what I'm reading, that he's going to be a big still a big part. It eases his workload with Murata Niakore. Kurt Capewell and Adam Fanor Blake, but whether like that's the decision that uh, right, for him to say, look, he's here, can I go now? Yeah, well, he's not like for like though, is he? Because Kurt Capewell normally plays on the edge rather than in the middle. Nah, mm, definitely not like for like, but filling the gap of experience, Adam Fanor Blake is going to be a huge loss. We know that there's been chat that it looks like a straight stop for Isaiah Papali'i mm-hmm. um, coming over. Whether that's um, a good thing or bad thing, I don't know. Huge loss, though. Well, I was going to ask you because I was talking to um, Tony Adams, um, mm. you know, yesterday, and he asked me what I thought about that, and I said, "Look, if I was a betting man, which we know I am, um, I would put money on Fenua Blake wearing a different jersey in 2024. It just feels like his agreement I'm the with, same. The, with the Warriors to stay for a year is really just to give the Warriors some bargaining power so they can get the players what they want." Totally, totally agree. Like, we, uh, his heart's not in it, and your heart's not in it. You want to go. You want to go home. You want to go be with your family. Why should I come to training? Why should I be here for the team when my heart's elsewhere? Like, you, you're dead right. I, I feel like there's going to be some big news over the next couple of months. Probably ASAP would be the best option, and Andrew McFadden potentially will play poker with us and give us absolutely nothing, but that's okay. We'll try and do our very best and uh, and give an inkling of what's happening. But I, I totally agree, mate. I think he's he's already that ship sailed um, when you've come out and you're having meetings over with Gus Gould and, and, and so on. You, that means you're, you're pretty destined and keen to head off. Actually, is it, you, uh, you're a Hawks Bay boy, right? Yep. Hugh Renton yep. is a Hawks Bay mm. boy, isn't he? Yep. Mm. There's a story doing the rounds over in Aussie. Um, part of the reason I was talking to Tony because he was doing some follow-up, and he said that uh, there's a journal over there who's carrying a story that Hugh Renton is going to sign for the Dragons. Wow, wow! I, I, when you when you sent that through, I was like, "Are you serious?" The Hugh Renton that went to Lindisfarne College, he's mm. played for the Canes and and the Landers. Um, yeah, look, good on him, good on him. He, he's had a good he's had a good couple of years. You think? At the Highlanders last year, he was probably one of the best players playing eight in loose forwards, and they had a pretty stacked loose forward trio, and he was keeping out some quality players. I think Shannon Frizzell and Coke had to come off the bench quite a few times. Mm. Never seen him play league, um, whether he would have the same success. He's very good at the breakdown. There's no breakdown in, in the game of league. He's got a good offload. I can see some transitions, uh, some similarities going to that game. But, yeah, if that is true, and he's going to make the shift, good on him. He's still quite young. His late twenties and you know maybe early thirties and heading into to his career. 
He's 27. Yeah, 27 he's, not he's not the only one. Mark Nibokatawasi mm. from Australia has signed for the Roosters 2025. He is off. Big oh, blow for Aussie rugby. We talked about that yesterday, didn't we? Man. Uh, and it looks like, you know, the, the NRL... I've given these clubs the. I don't know if you picked up on this, Izzy, because you were away. I know you were in Queensland, but they uh, basically the uh, Valandi said, off the back of McLennan, what McLennan had done and everything, he just turned around and said, "Oh, we're going to re- uh, we're going to give uh, clubs salary cap relief if they go and buy or uh, convert a player from uh, from other codes," is what he said. <laughs> um, so now every club, there's 17 clubs who have all been green lit to go and find somebody from another code and get salary cap relief for that player. Oh. What was he up to, mate? It's a long way back from the Hamish McLennan era. Oh, he probably just couldn't find a more. What's the not not the hater? I can't say hater. That's a pretty hard word, but um, no, I think it's pretty. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you were pretty close there. Australian rugby. <laughs> I think you were pretty close. I don't think there's much love for him, uh, particularly from the yeah. former Wallabies like Phil War and guys like that. I don't think they're particularly big fans. Um, well, we'll talk more about that, uh, and we'll take your texts on that too. Double eight, double three, doing the SCNZ roll call. Where you listening to us? What are you doing? And uh, how are you listening to us as well? Got another voucher, hundred dollar Adidas golf voucher up for grabs. Get away with Adidas golf is at adidas.co.nz slash getaway with golf. T's and C's apply. Look like Izzy out on the course. Uh, here is clue number one. <laughs> Despite both my parents having connections to my sport. I didn't want to play when I was young and instead played football. I started playing my sport regularly at the age of 12. It's a hard one. Where'd you pull this out of? An autobiography. Come on, Robbie. (laughs) I do not know. Yeah, pretty much. Because I've got it. Good. And it took me a very long time. I'm not going to lie. I had to go Google it. (laughs) Because I was never going to get close to it. And I'm thinking, Robbie, how did you think of this? So good luck. If you're gonna have a crack at uh, that hundred dollar voucher, because it's it's a toughie. For I got a Friday, some I got some stick on uh, got some stick on Wednesday, so I thought I'd pull this out for oh. Friday. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Who was who was who gave you stick? <sighs> Don't know. One, Someone. One Israel bag. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, good work, Robbie. It's gonna make them have to think. And even when you Google it, you've got to be pretty particular. You couldn't, you can't Google it until the third clue. And, well, that third clue's after 8 o'clock, so you're going to have to stay tuned. Yeah, stay <laughs> tuned for that $100 Adidas uh, gift voucher. All right, let's get into it. Round one, fight. Now, the three big questions for the day, Israel. Um, the Crusaders mm. have lost the crown as Australasia's best sporting team. This is according... Uh, to Platinum Asset Management and Gainline Analytics, who do this award every year. Uh, so Penrith Panthers have won the award this year, and uh, the Melbourne City A-League team got him, came second, Crusaders dropped to third, um, which made me, I couldn't quite figure it out because Crusaders won another title. So I could understand mm, if the Crusaders mm. hadn't won the title, they dropped back, but they've just won seven in a row, so I don't know how, how, how you lose that title, but... It got me thinking. Clubs, franchises, whatever you want to call them. Who do you think is the best club slash franchise in Australasia? Because I have no love for the Crusaders, as you know, but I yeah. can't I can't see how you can argue against them. Nah, it's, it's a tough one to argue against. I, I was, when I was reading that article, it said 
Um, the Crusaders uh, award won the award last year and were also presented with Tinder, but they finished in third place this year in the annual rankings compiled by Platinum Management. And that was based on the four losses throughout the season. doesn't really relate to the title. So it's it's consistency throughout the season, wins-loss ratio. But in saying that, I can't see how they've lost it when you're winning seven <laughs> straight. But hey, um, you know, this is this is someone else's opinion. Um, the uh, Penrith Panthers, you know, the quality that they are and, and the club. I guess it probably goes on strength of competition. Yeah, strength of, of the uh, the opposition and and I don't yeah, it's it's a it's an opinion piece that that could have debate for for a very long time. I'm one eyed as hell. I've got my Crusaders blanket on. I, it's hard for me to go past the Crusaders with the success that they've had in the last couple of years. But even before that, you know, when I arrived at the club, they've already had six or seven titles. It's a very successful club. Yeah, very successful. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a head scratcher for me that one. Round two. Manly, did they learn nothing from the Cowboys' Jason Tamalolo deal? Now, now Jason Tamalolo, when the Cowboys signed him, they signed him for $10 million over 10 years, and everybody was like, wow, a 10-year contract, that is crazy. He did well for the first few, but then dropped off, had injuries, and he's certainly not the same player he was when they made that deal. Manly have signed uh, one of their young players, Hamole Olakuatu, who's a bit of an enforcer in their, in their pack, only 25, They've signed him to, it's basically he's had two years to run on his deal, they've extended it by six years, and, and they're paying him $8 million for those six years. That's a long time in rugby league. What do you reckon? Have they learned nothing? Do you think it's a good call? Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak from experience here. When I was a young player aspiring to be Dan Carter, be on the same whack as those boys, you are hungry. And you have the desire to go the extra mile. You are putting in the hard yards. Fast forward a couple of years, Israel Dag signs a three, four-year deal. Max, you know, offering no bonuses. I just want Max, whatever. Your mindset changes because your security's there. You probably get a little bit comfortable with your game, with your training, with who you are. Look, I'm not saying he will be the same, but as a player you got to keep that hunger in front of them. Yes, players are always after security and, and security for, for long periods of time. But um, I hope this doesn't eventuate. But look, just from speaking from, from personal experiences, when you have security, you, do, you are able to relax, but sometimes you can take the piss and lose that hunger. Uh, I hope this doesn't eventuate. I, I can't, for the life of me, understand how clubs sign eight-year deals or six-year extensions. Mm. That is a very long time. I think the max in New Zealand rugby is four years. Uh, a four-year deal is one of the biggest you can get. To go past that, that is absolutely ludicrous. So much can go on in the game, in their body, and in, in, you know their performances and so on. So, yeah, that, that's just from personal experience, me being honest, saying, look, when you sign a big year, a long-term deal, you get comfortable. Well, I did anyway. Round three. The Big Bash got underway last night. Actually, it was a good one for Colin Munro. It was one of those good, bad ones for Colin Munro. So uh, he is playing for the Brisbane Heat. He finished unbeaten on 99. Like, he carried yep. his bat. Uh, so they, I think, what they, they, they set, uh, 200, they, they scored 214 for three, and he had opened and was 99 not out. The crowd was booing their other batsman, Max Bryant, because he kept hitting boundaries in the last over, so that uh, Munro wasn't getting on strike. It's quite funny. 
because uh, they just wanted to see the century. <laughs> uh, and then they rolled um, the Melbourne team, the Stars, uh, for 111, so absolutely smashed them. But uh, it got me thinking. There's three IPL, uh, not IPL, three T20 competitions that I kind of pay any attention to. IPL, Big Bash, and Super Smash. Do you, do you have a preference, Izzy? I, I used to love the Big Bash, particularly when Baz was in it. Brendan McCullum and, and a lot of Kiwis, and they had a lot of um, overseas experience. It, it went away for a couple of years there. I think it's making a wee bit of a resurgence. Mm. It was regarded as one of the top T20 competitions uh, in the world when they had a lot of access to the to the global stars. It's hard to go past the IPL, you know, with just what's going on, um, how much you know stardom they have, the long tournament, the the big stars, the money. Like it's just it's just a a band, but it's just a juggernaut at the moment. So I'd have to say IPL, but watch this space. Big Bash is, is starting to make a, a, a wee comeback back here. Super Smash, I don't really watch too much of that. Yeah, I, I probably, I, I don't like the IPL. And the reason I think I don't like the IPL is because mm. I don't know most of the players because yep. I don't follow Indian cricket that closely. And geographically, I'm like, these teams mean nothing to me. You know what I mean? Mm. Whereas I can look at the Big Bash and I go... You know, you have certain ties to parts of Aussie, being how close we are. So there is there there is that part of it. But and I love watching the Super Smash. To be honest, if I'm going to pick one, I'm going to go that because I want to see all the young Kiwi players coming up and seeing which Kiwi club players could be knocking on the door of the Black Caps. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I just love the bright lights, eh? The big city lights, the cash that's at the disposal. Oh, yeah, I, a I was, true magpie, eh? Anything <laughs> bright and shiny, and he's away. <laughs> I just I heard something the other day. Obviously, NFL's the biggest broadcasting rights globally. Yep. And then it goes to the IPL. Well, in the NFL, broadcast rights globally, the players get 49 to 51% revenue. Uh, uh, Per year from the broadcast rights, so they take a forty nine. You can spend forty nine fifty one percent of the broadcast right in the IPL with that big deal that they've signed. I think it's a couple of billion. The player share of that is only seven percent. Wow, mm. it's massive difference. And you think, and they're still getting paid ludicrous amounts of money. Imagine if they creep up over ten percent, maybe even fifteen percent. Like you're going to see a Ben Stokes. You're going to see the biggest players in the world in, uh, earning. Around ten million dollars a year for a couple of months. I know. How good would that be if That's you're a cricketer? <laughs> yeah. If if if, if uh, Test cricket's not struggling now, it will when that happens, mate. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. You got to totally. you got to wonder. All right. Get your text through to us. Double eight, double three. Your thoughts on those topic who, topics? Who is Australasia's best sporting club? Uh, what do you think of the Manly deal and uh, the Big Bash? IPL, Super Smash, what's your preference? Double eight, double three. We're also doing the roll call. We want to know where you are, how you're listening to us, and what you're doing. Double eight, double three. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, keeping you healthy this summer. 0800 150 or double eight, double three. That is the temper and bedpost text machine. That is how you get hold of us. And we want to hear from you uh, for our SENZ roll call. Let us know how you're listening to us, where you're listening to us, and what you are doing. Double eight, double three. Temper and bedpost range of mattresses and adjustable bases adapt to the exact shape of your body, so you can put your head and feet up in comfort. Remember, we have the text of the day competition as well, running it all this week and all next week. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances this Christmas, Christmas, and all at unbeatable prices. We have a fragrance pack from Chemist Warehouse to give away each day, so double eight, double three.
and you're in the draw to win that. We'll announce that uh, before 9 o'clock this morning. Uh, my first thought was the Warriors said to the Broncos, you give us Kurt now, we'll give you AFB at the end of his deal. Deal or no deal? Mm, no, can't I don't see him and Payne Huss being at the same setup. That's a hell of a lot of salary cap. You've got to keep, um, you know, Walshy in there and Ezra a lot Mam. of your other stars. Yeah. Ezra Mam, like... That's that's a lot big chunk of your salary cap gone on four players. Yeah, and that's the and the other thing is if we take AFB at his word that he wants to be in Sydney because of his parents, his parents live there and that's not well. Then Brisbane doesn't work. Nah, doesn't work. Might as well be in New Zealand. Well, one of the teams. So the Dragons. Yeah, the Dragons. The Dragons. Bulldogs, the Tigers, Tigers. Those are the three apparently. Mm. You'd have to say the Bulldogs would probably be the the best fit for him. I could see him being in the Bulldogs' colours, um, or, or potentially the Tigers' straight swap for Isaiah Papa Lee. Um, plenty to go on, mate. But you, like you said, if your heart's not in it, I think this is going to going to happen relatively quick. We're going to get an understanding. And Andrew McFadden's coming on the show, so why don't we ask him? Yeah, we'll find out. Do the Warriors? There's another mm. question for Andrew McFadden. Do the Warriors get salary cap relief for RTS? Probably not, but worth a try. <laughs> Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Definitely worth the try. Let's find out. We'll throw that straight to Andrew. If you've got any questions, please send them through on double eight double three, and uh, we'll we'll put them to Andrew McFadden at around seven forty this morning. Uh, it'll be great to chat to him. There's plenty going on in the Warriors. The gift that just keeps on giving. Hey, Joey from Gizzy. He's just sent a message through Rick Dog. Chair brothers, good to hear you back. Is his son coming up in Gizzy? Boys, been a long wet year but maybe be able to get out and set the pots today. Off to the job site, finishing building a deck. Self-assured, moral of the week in race six, Sunday at Addington. And I saw Millwood Nike, 17 straight wins, has done a tendon. So has pulled out of uh, Sunday's big harness race. So that's a, a huge loss for our friend Frank Endicott, my neighbour, before you punters out there too. Yeah, it is. Uh, we had Frank on while you were away, actually, uh, on Cup Week. Mm. And... Uh, he tipped us out a couple, actually, that ran all right. So, uh, yeah, Frank knows what he's talking about when it comes to the, the old harness game. Uh, now, let's catch up with Araha for news. Uh, thanks to Kubota. Kubota's in-stock catalogue is out now. 27 away from seven. Some gizzy vibes on the soundtrack there from Robbie. Uh, Bunnings Trade helping you power through to the end of the year. Let's have a look at some headlines for you. Uh, former Jacksonville Jaguars financial employee has been accused of stealing more than $22 million US from the franchise over a four-year period by manipulating its virtual credit card program. The United States Attorney Office has charged Amit Patel with wire fraud and illegal monetary transaction, saying that uh, he used his position as a sole overseer of the franchise's VCC program to fund a lavish personal uh, per lifestyle and cover up his theft. Uh, during his tenure at the Jags, he held a few positions, including manager of financial planning and analysis. $22 million. How do you miss that? The heck? <laughs> How do you miss that? That's when you got a whole lot more than $22 million. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> Wow, oh. man, it's crazy. Yeah, there's, there's so much of that happening at the moment. You know, just people with desperation and, and doing it. But that's a 
That's jail. That's absolute jail. That's, oh, a, that's a ludicrous amount. That's a long time in jail, mate. If you rich, if you rip mm. off the rich people in America, then you know, you know you might as well have committed murder. You you won't be getting out yep. anytime soon. Uh, the British and Irish Lions are going to play in Ireland for the first time ever. They're going to take on Argentina in June 2025 in a warm-up ahead of their tour of Australia. The match will see the two sides compete for the Lions 1888 Cup at Aviva Stadium on June 20. The fixture follows the Lions beating Japan in the inaugural 1880 Cup contest in Edinburgh ahead of their 2021 tour of South Africa. Head along to that, that'd be a good good occasion, wouldn't it? That'd be great, yeah. Look, it's, um, it's, it's interesting at the moment with this British and Irish Lions. Like, they haven't picked a coach yet who's going to be the next coach. Fozzie. Uh Fozzie, you know, like there's, there's plenty of water to go on the bridge. It's going to be an interesting tour to, of Australia. They've, they've, you got to remember they've got that game between Australia and New Zealanders that are going to be a part of that game against the British and Irish Lions. How does that make up work? Look, is that encouraging? Is that something as you fans would, would love to see? Um, but it's only, yeah, around the corner. Couple, uh, one more year and we're back into the 2025. Was it next year? No, it's next year. Next year. No, it's 2025. Oh no! Yeah, is it next year? No, it all, already feels like we're in 2024, Izzy, because we plan so yeah, far ahead. Man. Obviously, as you can tell, crazy. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, and World Rugby Player of the Year Adi Savia is in for a positional switch in the opening round of Japan's Rugby League One this weekend. His Kobe Steelers side, now coached by former Chiefs man Dave Rennie, have opted to use Savia as a seven rather than off the back of the scrum. Tell you what, that that Kobe Steelers team packed. Also, teammates, uh, former All Blacks, Danny Laumapi and one Brody Retallick. Mm. Mate, you look at the top league, there is some quality flying around that top league at the moment. They have had a busy off-season signing some, some big names. You look at two out of Verblitz, they've got Peter Steph the Toy, they've got Bodie, they've got Aaron Smith. You go to Suntory, they've just tried and signed Sam Kane, she's in Colby. Uh, you got Toshiba, they've got Richie Moonga. Um and uh, Shannon Frizzell, they've got plenty of others as well, mate. Uh, Seta Tamani Valu's there. It's going to be an interesting top league, isn't it? Well, it so is. good. I see um, Kieran Crowley's taken over uh, one of the other teams as a coach as well. Eddie Jones is still coaching there. Robbie Deans is still coaching there. So uh, there's a lot of IP running around in that, uh, in that comp. In fact, at the end of the World Cup, somebody brought up a stat uh, that of the – so there's 23 team, uh, players each team, right, including the benches. Mm-hmm. Of the of the forty six, I think it is that were at the World Cup, eighteen are going to be playing in Japan's top league this season. <laughs> yeah, it's well for South Africa's point of view, you can understand why a lot of them shoot off because they can, and the money's better, and they can go make a hell of a lot comparing it back to the rand. Um, but a lot more players are, are getting enticed to Japan with the season, the makeup, the cash on offer. It's it's just. Remember the days when everyone went to France? Yep. Everyone went to England? Yeah, no one's had going to England over now, there. mate. Not even the English are going less, to England. Nah, less are going to the north, and they're shooting over to Japan. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the most uh, enticing, encouraging competition that people want to be a part of. And obviously the news yesterday, the MLR, who has been flying, they've just lost two teams. Mm. Devastating. A lot of Kiwis at that New York team too. Yeah, they are gone, Burger. If you missed that news yesterday, yeah, New York rugby have gone. Uh, I don't know if Rick Salitz is still there. I think he'd finished by by now, hadn't he? Maybe it, maybe it all fell over because well, Rick left. Well, potentially. Um, James Simple, he's uh, a New Zealand 
former player. He's married to Chelsea Simple, who used to be former Chelsea Ellie. Uh, but yeah, it's crazy. I I look forward to having a chat to Andy because he's he's done a lot of work with that club, and they've just signed a whole lot of players. I think Aaron Cruden was signed to go there. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. And now that's all been Gonskis. Yeah. Well, does that mean we see Aaron Cruden back here running around somewhere? Well, I try to get them to get him to the Crusaders. Um, I was winding Beaver up about. It. He said, "No chance. Can't see him playing there." It'd be a great get. It'd be a great get. I'd take him at the Highlanders, take him at the Blues. Blues don't have a lot of experience at, tw- at 10 this nah. coming season, you know? Crusaders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Breakers star Cam Glidden has signed on to return to the Auckland Tuatara for the 2024 Sales NBL season. The Australian Guard was a key part of the Tuatara as they went to second successive Sales NBL Grand Final in 2023 and is the first import player to commit to the club for next year. He joins Rob Lowe on the 24 roster. He said, we had a great season in 23, but I think we're all pretty keen to go one better next year. He's one of the premier three-point shooters in the game and provides the Tuatara plenty of leadership and experience as well. Hungry Jacks NBL, watch this season live on Sky Sports. And there you go. Those are some sports news headlines for you. Bunnings Trade is here to help you with a new phone service, 134 Trade. Call 0800 134 872 for support on all things trade. Beautiful. Thank you, Rick Dog. And just, just following on from our conversation, long-term contracts, um, Joe sent a, a, a text through on double eight double three. If you've got anything to say, send us a message, please. We'll really appreciate it. Talk about long-term contracts, gents. It comes down to the player as to if they stay hungry or become comfortable. Patrick Mahomes signed a 10-year, $500 million contract and is still producing after three Super Bowls in four years. Mike Trout signed a 12-year, $465 million deal and five years on is still top five in stats. If the All Blacks sign Richie on a 10-year deal, no one would have blinked at it. It is the future of sports and it allows clubs to build a team culture around loyalty. If you sign the right player, it attracts other players and endorsement uh, partners. For sure, Joe. Totally agree. And you did, right? It comes down to the player. A lot of these players are, are professionals and, and and will do what's right and, and try and build their legacy to become one of the greatest ever and a lot of those players you've just alluded to will go down as some of the greatest ever. Um, and just on those long-term contracts, you see John Rahm's contract? No. $600 million to go to the LIV. Really? Why would you do that? I mean, outside $300 million cash, $300 million in equity right. to go to the LIV. But isn't... I thought Liv was dead. Now that the Saudi investment fund was on, in bed with the PGR, I, th- I just thought Liv was going to die a slow death. Nah, nah, it ain't dying. It ain't going anywhere anytime soon. With the money at their disposal, they they're gonna they're gonna keep chomping at the PGA's heels. And I wouldn't be surprised soon if if you get majority of the players. Look, the money's just too good. The money on offer is too much for these players. Unless you're major stance early, Tiger, Rory McIlroy, it's hard to keep all the crop on one one side with loyalty. Money talks. And money wins at the end of the day. Six hundred million till twenty twenty nine, I think it is. It's a six, seven year deal, and uh, three hundred million cash, three hundred million in equity in LOV. Uh, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out, uh, and what happens to John's Ram, John Rahm's career because we have seen the top players that have gone to, uh, the Live Tour because of the way they play. They don't play four rounds; they play three, and they do all these other things. That some of those guys have fallen off a bit, eh? They have. Cam Smith struggled uh, yeah. lately. He's been over at the LIV. Um, he was absolutely 
charging uh, not so long ago, but he's struggled in the last couple of rounds, particularly in Australia. Uh, yeah, look how it all works. We heard this merger. Haven't heard anything since. Haven't heard from anyone in regards to this partnership. I don't know what it looks like. Does anyone out there know what it looks like? It's it's come out with a bang and then stopped. All of a sudden, bang. Yeah, well, that's the thing. thing. We heard that, so I thought this was going to stop. You know what I mean? Because mm. um, it, it felt a little bit like Greg Norman had been just cut adrift as well, and they were happy just to let him go. Um, mm. the, the the way the Saudis were we, were acting with it, but uh, yeah, this has uh, kicked it back. The in The shark's gear. still floating, mate. Yeah, the shark's still circling. Yeah, we'll have to have to keep an eye on this one. Actually, something else that Joe mentioned there about Patrick Mahomes, you know, um, his contract still producing after three Super Bowls in four years, a ten-year deal. Mike Trout being in the top five stats, a twelve-year deal. I think that highlights the difference between getting paid to play sport and being a professional. Does that make yep. sense? Yep. Definitely. Totally agree. And I think the interesting one with Patrick Mahomes is he signed that deal. It was the biggest deal at the time for the NFL. I wonder if he has in his contract variations with market shifts and, and so on and so on, whether he can adjust that. Because at the time, huge. But right now, I think he's gone down to be the sixth, seventh highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. And <laughs> so, when you can So see- when you sign those long-term contracts, it's... It's great for security, but then you, uh, you're putting a lot of your eggs in one basket with the market. And that is the thing, that the, I mean, slightly off topic, but that's the thing the NFL's struggling with at the moment. You know, the, basically all the all the all that golden age of quarterbacks, when you had all these great quarterbacks playing, it's done. There's only probably mm. a handful of really good quarterbacks around. Everybody else is pretty average. Yeah. Brock Purdy would be the best in the comp at the moment. Yeah, probably. He, he, he would be, his value would be through the roof. But, you know, it used to be that you could pick up this draft, there's going to be three or four guys who would all go on and have solid 10-year NFL careers as quarterbacks. That's done, man. The amount of quarterbacks that are getting drafted over the last few years, yeah. and then this guy's the next big thing, and like a year later, maybe two years later, uh, they the teams opt out or they trade them away. It's crazy. So we're just not yeah. seeing it. Um, but uh, you keep your text rolling through to us too. Double eight, double three, Temper Bedpost text line. We want to hear from you, uh, the SENZ Roll Call. Where are you listening to us? What are you up to? Uh, double eight, double three, 16 away from seven when we come back. It's Love Racing. We're 11 away from seven here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Double eight, double three, the text line, SENZ Roll Call. Tell us where you are, what you're doing, and how you're listening to us as well. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Out and about in the truck up in Northland this morning. Feeling a bit tender after doing a fun run with my three-year-old daughter on my shoulders last night. But all for a good cause. Have a great show. Have a great weekend. Best wishes, Steve-O. Cheers, Steve-O. Thanks for your text, mate. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, now, we should get into some Love Racing, Is he Find a thoroughbred race day, events.loveracing.nz. What do you got for us? Adam, I am. You remember Adam, I am? Raced at Hastings yes. in, uh, in the Cup Week there, and it won the Disposito, Dan Disposito uh, Stakes Memorial. Um, well, Adam, I am made quite the impression with two eye-catching wins over spring, and trainer Glenn Old said he was he has returned a more furnished animal ahead of summer racing. The four-year-old Gowding broke through his maiden win emphatic style at Matamata in May when winning by five lengths and then doubled his tally a month later at Hastings. He has since had a freshen up, and Old is looking forward to tackling the big prize money on offer this summer with the son of Almanzor. 
He had a bit of a break after Hastings and he's matured up yet again. He looks great, old Sid. He is going to be a really big horse. He's bordering 6.3 hands now and has put on 20 kgs since Hastings. Old, who purchased Adam Miami as a yearling at Karaka for 100,000, has taken a patient approach with the gelding and he is hoping to reap those awards in the coming months. We're going a bit like the old ways, letting him mature up. Before we put the pressure on, he said, Adam I Am will have his first summer outing in the Stella Atois 1500-metre championship qualifier 1200-metre at Pukakawi on Saturday with his summer programme hinging on the result. He is in good order and he is naturally a fit horse and doesn't take a lot. We will just take it one race at a time and analyse each race. The only concern about the Stella Atois 1500-metre 1500 championship final would be back up or uh, would be the backup of 16 days. But he needs to do things really well on Saturday to do that. There's a lot of money around the summer. There are a couple of those $350,000 races deep in the summer we can look at. The $1 million Alston Park Aotearoa Classic at LSE January 27 is another big carrot old is contemplating. But he said he may bypass the rich feature in favour of some softer targets a month later. Choose him big. Looks quite promising. He's a big horse as well. He's going to Tarapa on December 23rd. If he won that, he'll qualify for the MAAT mile in February worth 350000 So all you fans out there for Adam I Am, it's coming back bigger, fresher, and ready to rip into big summer and hopefully get you all paid. Nice, mate, nice. Uh, good work, Izzy. Uh, eight away from seven, featuring Peking Duck, Sir Dave Dobbin, and the Black Seeds. It's one hot ticket, thegrandtour.nz. We'll be back with more of your texts after this. It is a couple of minutes away from seven o'clock. few texts through. Shout out to Zaid, the life member. He's been since uh, day one. He's been listening. Uh, he is 20 today. Happy birthday from mum and dad. A piece up the Brisbane heat. Yeah, happy birthday, Zaid. I hope it's a good one, mate. Uh, yeah, I, I, happy birthday, mate. Is that, uh, He's been there from day dot. It's coffee's on Zay then, isn't it? It's always you shout on your birthday. It's the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell him to drop you off one. Yeah, yeah, yeah sweet. Tell him to drop you off one. Yeah, all right. Hey, I'm what gonna... about, I said 16.3 hands, eh? Oh, I thought you, you said hear 16 six. or 6? I thought you heard nah, 6. Nah, 16. Oh, it was 16. 16, Sorry. yeah, I'm yeah. Sure, I'm sure I said 16. Yeah, no, that's right. That's right, is it? It's early. It's early, mm. mate. It's early. But, uh, <laughs> but Charlie, thanks for correcting us, mate. Thanks for correcting us. Uh, and 16.3. DJ Timmy has sent us a texture as well. I'm sorry, team, but yep. when it comes to the best club team in Australasia, yep. there is He's no argument. Wrong. 28 seasons of Super Rugby. Crusaders have been in 18 finals, tw- 14 titles, including seven in a row. Yeah, well, what else do we need to say? It's, that's great stats from Timmy. Unrivaled Academy. <laughs> Well, never lost a home playoff game, a payoff game. That might be closer to the truth. Unrivaled uh, Academy. Uh, yeah, it's, mate, it's, uh, it's all those Auckland boys they bring in. Eh? It's great. Uh, no other club in the world has a record that dominant three in a row from the Panthers. That's cute. Call me when they've doubled it. That is, that's great from Timmy. <laughs> that is great from Timmy. Yeah, Timmy knows. And look, I know many out there will hate to say it, but it's it's, it's a good argument with, with the Crusaders and, and what they've been able to do the, the, the dynasty that they're forging, uh, it's world-renowned. You know? There's a lot of people around the world that uh, know what the, they've been able to achieve. Seven in a row. Like I remember when we were trying to chase two in a row, three in a row, You know, trying to go beyond anyone's realm. Like, you think it's three in a row. Now they're at seven. But then you get a, you get a hater like um, uh, 
Stephen Beaver Donald. <laughs> oh, bro, that was that was a watered down version. That was a watered down version. You can't claim that. You can't claim. Well, what happened to your cheese? What happened to your cheese? Oh, mate, I had so many arguments over there in Australia. Oh, that is brilliant. I oh, love to hear it. Uh, looking forward to when that show comes out as well. Uh, coming up in the next hour, we're going to be talking Iron Man and the Warriors as well. Right now, though, here is Araha with news for Kubota. Kubota's in-stock catalogue is out now. Kia ora, good morning and welcome to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. It is four past seven on your Friday. It is uh, heating up for the weekend and coming up on the show, Andrew McFadden out of the Warriors is going to join us to talk that Kurt Capewell deal. We're also going to be talking Ironman shortly as well with Wayne Reardon. Uh, it is Tradies Hour with night and day. Start your morning with a hell of a coffee from just $4.50 at your local night and day. Uh, we've got a $100 Adidas golf voucher up for grabs too. Get away with Adidas golf. Visit adidas.co.nz slash golf. T's and C's apply. Clue number two, I went pro in 2022. Went pro in 2022. Double eight, double three. If you know the answer to that one, and uh, $100 Adidas golf voucher How could did be Ted yours. The Ted has Ted got it? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen Ted's text. I'll have to have go back and have a look. Go he got to, it off the first clue. Did he? Mm. What's your dad's name, Robbie? It's not Ted, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Robbie. I think Robbie's busy. I think Robbie's busy. But there you go. Uh, now coming up this weekend. Is he uh, in uh, Tupor? Is uh, the Iron Man? It is back. Uh, I know you've talked about doing the Iron Moldy, but uh, Iron Man mm. ever uh, ever appeal to you? Nah, <laughs> maybe if I had two able knees, I'd yeah. probably have a crack at it. Um, right now, in this mindset I'm in, yeah, I'd love to have a have a go. Saturday's races feature 1.9k swim, can't swim, so that's no good for me. Two lap 90k ride post past rolling farmland. Well, I can bike and yep. a three-lap, 21.1-kilometre run uh, around, around the lakefront. No, I can't run. So I can do the bike. You can't run because of your knee or you can't run just because you don't want to? My knee, man. Yeah. yeah, so when I run, it's it's not bad at the moment. I think we've made so much um, progress over the last couple of months. But just the jarring and the pressure that it's putting on my knee. And the, and the problem I have at the moment is when you have a sore knee, the other one overcompensates takes a little bit of pressure off this right knee. You don't have the same um, muscle contractions. You're unable to build muscle. So it's, it's just a constant challenge. But uh, hopefully I can get to a, one, a day when I when I keep dropping a little bit more weight, takes a bit more pressure off, I can go for a trot. Um, but no, you won't see me doing that. Not an individual one anyway. I'll join someone and maybe have a bike. <laughs> yeah, do, do the three-man one, eh? Do the three-man one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, do the three-man and have a team and, and make a big outing. But I won't be doing no Ironman, um, you know. I'll maybe just do a half, half something. Yeah. And just trim it down, start smart, small steps, Rick Dog. Uh, it's all about the baby steps, mate. Baby steps and getting there uh, as you can and when you can. Yeah, I, I, I remember when, you know, remember when triathlon used to be like the thing and everybody do, I'm going to mm. do a triathlon. It seems to be now that that's like the entry level and now, now it's like people are actually challenging themselves to do Ironman. And more mm. and more ultra events. That's that sort of thing. Uh, actually, race director of uh, Ironman in Topo, Wayne Redden, is with us now. G'day, Wayne. How you doing? Good, mate. Good. Yep. Really beautiful day here in Topo this morning. Sun's shining. Oh, outstanding, mate. How many uh, athletes have you got ready to go uh, tomorrow? Uh, we've got about thirteen hundred ready to um, take the start line. 
That's a that's a. Uh, how do you? I, I suppose. I mean. I look at it from your point of view of sorting the course. You're dealing with officials from council and things like that, and making sure it's safe for the athletes. But you got to house them somewhere as well. Is that part of uh, your deal as well, or is that on the athletes when they come to sort that out themselves? Yeah, they normally would sort that out themselves. Um, there's plenty of accommodation here in Taupo for for the size of this event. So, yeah, the athletes will um, would have pre-booked. Hopefully, we pre-booked their accommodation a few months ago. <laughs> Mate, well, it's been a couple of years, four years hiatus since you've been back in Taupo. What's the feel like? Is everyone excited? Is there a bit of a buzz around around the beautiful town that is Taupo? Yeah, it definitely is, mate. definitely is. Like I said it, um, at the beginning, the sun's shining here, the lake's um, flat. Um, the wind got up yesterday and, and blew things around a little bit, but I've um, got a beautiful day <laughs> this morning and tomorrow's looking great as well. Um, yeah, so we haven't done this event for for since 2019. So yeah, very excited to get it get it back up and running. So four years on, are there any changes to the course? Yeah, we've made, we've done a few little tweaks to the course. It's still on the same roads, but we've just sort of made it a little bit different. We made a two lap bike course, which um, normally the standalone 70.3 would just be one lap on the bike, but we've decided to. Um, make it a bit bit different and it is actually a little bit harder because I've got to do the hills twice um, but uh, we've got we've had good um, feedback from the athletes so it's, it's all ready to go What about participation numbers uh, I know you've got 1300 registered athletes coming to this but outside of that are the participation numbers quite healthy you're going on 40 years in March have you seen a lot of gain and, and excitement building in the, in the sport? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like, like, like you mentioned, it's 40, 40 year anniversaries for our full Ironman in March, um, and the numbers are going really well here. There, um, yeah. And for the December event, um, yeah, it's, it's, it was a bit of a slow burner, but um, it's it's got momentum and people are um, interested to come. So we're getting a lot of late entries. What's the split? You got thirteen hundred. What's the split be- between basically pros who are competing on world tours, wanting to make uh, you know uh, make a living out of this, and uh, you know guys like me who uh, want to do it as a personal challenge? Yeah, we've got thirty seven, thirty eight pros, um, pro men and women, um, and then the rest are what we call age groupers. Um, so they'll they'll race in their age groups, um, and they'll be trying to qualify for the slot for the world champs here in um, 12 months' time. Uh, where are the world champs going to be? Are they going to be on the same course, or are you, is it something different? Pretty much. Is, is, um, everything's pretty much the same, but just on a bigger scale. With with the bike course, is going to be a little bit different. Um, I can't tell you too much detail about that yet. It's not official. <laughs> yep. um, but <laughs> um, but um, I think people know what's going on. Um, but, you know, it's going to be a little bit different, yeah. And do, do people travel for this? And I don't just being within New Zealand, but I mean, how many overseas people have you got that are that are registered to come here and race this thing? Um, uh, this weekend, we've I think we've got something like two hundred to three hundred um, overseas athletes, um, mainly from Australia, but we have got a lot of other people from North America and a few from Europe. Superb, superb, and I guess you know I mentioned at the, t- at the start you, you're dealing with things like councils and and, and things for for, you, for uh, where the athletes are going to go, etc. But uh, there's obviously a lot more to it than just that. What's the, what's the biggest challenge? Do you think of the race director's role? Um, just putting it all together, I guess, is the biggest challenge. I don't, for some reason, um, the sleep seems to disappear. Mm. Um, <laughs> a few sleepless nights leading into it. 
Um, but with the local council, they, they've been supporting us for so long and they're just brilliant to what, what well, I can get. Most things that I ask for, I, I, can, um, I can achieve. So um, the support from them and, of course, the local community is, is you know, out of this world. Mate, if you try to encourage people that are listening out there that want to potentially have a crack, my mum was part of uh, I Māori in Hawke's Bay. She's always wanted me to be a part of it. What would you say to, to people listening? Why is it so enjoyable? What, what do you get out of it? Yeah, um, you know, even even doing the 70.3 is a, a big achievement. Um, you know, you've, There's a bit of training you've got to do. You've got to be really committed to do that training. Um, it's no use turning up on the day. We haven't done any training at all. Um, you'll be found out pretty quickly. Um, so I might, yeah. And finish coming down that finish line, um, yeah. Especially for the full eye man, it's a pretty special thing. People just um, they love it. Um, yep, and they want to come back years and years after that just to um, feel feel that same feeling again as they're coming down that finish line. And, and with the support around the course, um, a lot of support around the course. So you know, it's, it's pretty cool. And what about Kiwis that are going to be flying our flag uh, in Topol this weekend? Is there any certain someones that we could keep an eye out to, to watch over the weekend? Yeah, yeah, we've got a really strong men's field. Um, Braden Curry, uh, Mike Phillips. Uh, we've got um, Javier nice. Gomez, who, who lives here part of the year. He's um, fronting up, uh, which is pretty cool. And another couple of young guys, Kyle Smith and Jack Moody. Um, it's going to be a really good one. Good race. Um, with the guys and with the girls, um, it'll be Hannah Berry and um, Rebecca Clark fighting it out as they normally do. What about you, Wayne? I mean, what's your background in terms of this? Is it, Have you competed Ironmans before? Do you come from a triathlon background? Um, yeah, not so much a triathlon. I'm a bit of a runner. Uh, well, I have been. Um, I'm just I'm on a wait list for a new hip, so anybody that's waiting for a new hip, is, um, will know what I'm talking about. Mm. Um, so it's a bit of a hobble for me these days. But no, I've done one Ironman. Um, that was a, quite a few years ago now. Really enjoyed it. Um, but I but I get the same enjoyment out of, out of running these events as well. One thing I love about this show, uh, Wayne, is getting a bit more of an understanding of the pathway for, for this sport. Ironman, what is the journey like? We've, we've talked to a lot of golfers. It's very individualised. It's very lonely. The support is potentially not there. If you are able to crack the Ironman to be a part of this circuit, is it quite lucrative? And, and can they, like the support that they need and, and they get around the world or, or back in their home homeland, is it is it is it there for them? Yeah, yeah. They um, a lot of our the local um, Kiwi guys and girls um, tour around the world, um, making good money. A lot of them, most of them have had a really good year and made some good money. I would have thought. Uh, yeah, the prize money. Prize money is obviously not as good as golf or, or tennis, but um, yep. there, there's good money to be be made out there on the local circuit, and even here in, in New Zealand, um, we're offering you know, reasonably good uh, prize money. Okay. Uh, the, we had a few texts come through. Um, the Charlie, who's one of our uh, listeners here, he's texted through saying, "I joined the Try and Cycle Club." When I was 38 years old and working in Saudi, plenty of races building up in distance during the season. Four years later, my first Ironman. Not everybody's cup of tea, but it is addictive. So Charlie's kind of given us a, a snapshot of his journey into it. Uh, what would be your recommendation for somebody maybe who who feels tempted to give this a crack? I mean, would, would you suggest going triathlon first and then building up, or can you come straight into Ironman? Yeah, yes, a few people try that. Um, don't recommend it. I think you just start. It's probably about a two or three year process if you're starting from scratch. 
you know, got to learn learn to swim properly. Obviously, is the is the big one. Um, getting those skills on the bike, um, being able to sit on a bike seat for you know five or six hours, um, that, that takes a bit of time to get used to. Um, and 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 the running, um, it's you know it's one foot in front of the other, but still you need to do a bit of practice there. Um, getting a, getting within a group, a tri club or something like that, is is highly recommended. Just just to be around other people that have done it before. Um, and then when you're really starting to get serious, get a coach, um, whether it be an online one or a, or a, um, a you know a local coach. Get get involved with those guys. Um, there's plenty of them around that are very skilled in, in what they do and they and know what they're talking about. So yeah, if you're going to be serious about it, um, yeah, join join a tri club and, and get a coach. Hey uh, Wayne, I'm just looking at the Ironman circuit, and there's a race in Bahrain on December the eighth. There's obviously Topol December ninth, and then there's Florida on December the tenth. That is three events in the space of a couple of days in different parts of the world. What's the reasoning yeah. behind that? Um, not too sure. The one in Bahrain's um, probably the one where the athletes will go. To, that's where the big money is, obviously. Um, one one here has been going for a few years. Um, yeah, I think it's just because there's so many events around and with limited weekends, I guess. Um, that's, that's the only reason that we're trying to get as, as many events out there for the, for the people to be able to have a go at. Now, uh, Wayne, just before we let you go, mate, a couple of things. Uh, start time tomorrow, and also if I'm in and around Taupo and I want to get a gander at this, uh, are there good vantage points? Yeah, start time, the, the pro males will start at 6.15 in the morning. Um, the girls will go three minutes later. And then shortly after them, um, the age group will start rolling out. We do a rolling beach start for the age groupers. So that's like five athletes every six seconds or something like that, um, just to spread the field out. Um, Where we've got this race, which is on the um, Lake Terrace, the the waterfront here at Lake Taupo, it's um, just about anywhere along there is a good advantage where you can see the swim. Because you're elevated, you can see the the swim, um, the entire swim. The bike course, it's turnaround for two lapper, so the turnaround is right down here as well. Um, and then, of course, it runs up and down the lake terrace as well. So you don't need to, to move far. You can set yourself up on, on the lake shore and um, you can bring a picnic, a couple of beers maybe, if you're outside the litter band. Um, but apart from that, you, know, you can go anywhere. Perfect, man. All right, Wayne. Hey, listen, thanks for uh, joining us this morning and giving us some, uh, some insight into Ironman 2.470.3. Go well. Hope it all goes without a hitch. And uh, you enjoy a beer at the end of tomorrow, eh? Uh, yeah, thanks, I, Wayne. I certainly will. Thanks for having me on. Um, cheers. See you later. Cheers. See you later. There you go, Wayne uh, Redden. He is uh, the man who is running the race at uh, Ironman. When I say running it, he's organising it. Uh, he's the race director of Ironman 70.3 in Tupo. And I know Brett has texted through saying he's going to be there uh, and what to watch the pros and send it my support to the Iron Mouldy community as well. Good good stuff, Brettie. There you go. Double eight, double three. Keep your texts coming through for us as well. Uh, Paula's message just to say he's listening via the app and doing the same thing as I do every bloody Friday. I'm milking the cows. Cheers from Paulie and Harwitter. Keep those texts coming through. Double eight, double three. You're it's listening. Hell of a circuit. Is it? It's a hell of a circuit. Yeah, 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 you're looking, yeah it go... looks like I can see you're looking at it now. Yeah, middle middle east and Bahrain. That's obviously the big one. He spoke about Topol, Florida. You got Pukon, Chile. You got Tasmania, Hobart. Uh, you got the Philippines, you got Oman, Thailand, Panama, back to Topor, Topor again. 
uh, Uruguay, United States, Mexico, Victoria. Far out. They can get everywhere. They can get everywhere. It's such a good event. It sounds like a great holiday, to be honest, so long as you're not doing yeah. the Ironman. <laughs> it ain't a holiday, mate. Well, that, that sounds like the nightmare holiday. It won't, no, but you know what I mean? As long as you're not doing the Ironman, if you're not doing it. But yeah. that, that, that sounds like holiday destination after holiday destination. It sounds Does. pretty good. Braden Curry, he probably did set favourite, eh? We know how good he is. Does the coast to coast, always wins it every year. You'd say he'd be right up the top. Yeah, I think uh, Brett would know. Jack Moody is uh, one to watch. Mm. He's a young, young fella coming through. I think he won it last year. So, uh, okay. Wonder He's not on. from the Hawks Bay, is he? Bound at, all the champions are from the Hawks Bay, is he? You know that? Nah, because I knew this guy, Dan Moody, from the Hawks Bay. He was a, um, he was a surf lifesaver. He did a lot of these. Big events, Ironman and stuff. I think he moved to Australia. I was just wondering if there's a relation, but probably not. Probably not. We'll figure it out. We'll let you know after this. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse keeping you healthy this summer. 7.26 here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. 0800 150 or 8.8.3. Uh, lots of questions coming through on the text machine. And uh, uh, Joe is actually, I reckon you should, you should have had Joe as your, uh, as your manager when you were a player, mate. So some of the things he's talking about here. You know, we were talking about yep. Patrick Mahomes yesterday and you said you wondered if he had an adjustment clause. He's like, yep, yep. his contract is adjusted to pay him $210 million instead of the 150 for the next three years. His salary increases by $45 million and then $210 million for the last three years as well. Smart cookie. Smart cooking. He's got a smart agent, isn't he? So there you go. That that puts that to bed, that conversation. And in regards to players signing long-term contracts, a lot of them are bonus-based as well, yep. performance-based and, and, and so on. So it'll be interesting to see if um, Ofakalatu's contract is performance-based, and it probably is. Because if you've got a performance-based in there, then that gets rid of all the desire to slack off and, and so on. So... Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for that. You would think that Manly would have learned not just from Tomalolo, but the fact, and not that he slacks off, but the fact they've got mm. Tommy Trebojevic in their team. You know, I yeah. mean, how much money is he on, and how many games has he played in the last three years? Not that many. Zero. You know, not that many. Uh, Mark texted through as well on double eight double three. Morena gents, uh, re long term contracts. Is there a way you could get both? So a long term contract with the athlete performing for the entire time. Mm. Could they have injury concessions in the contract and have terms around if you get injured, you get paid, but then you don't take the required steps to recover? Your wage can drop until you do, or you can be terminated. Same with your form drops, so does your income until the form lifts. But when it comes to form, you cannot be terminated. Would this work, Izzy? Would that affect the player's mindset? Uh, if there's clauses in there, re-injuries, yeah, it's, it's difficult. You know, like because there's injuries in every sport. Um, you need certainty, you need a bit of uh, security. So that one would probably be too far-fetched, I feel. But the performance base, 100%, I think it's a part of every contract. Uh, unless you're good enough to be like me and, and I was going to shoot off offshore and I had a contract with New Zealand Rugby and it was, if you do this, if you do that, if you want to do this. And I said to Steve, well, if you want, to, if you want me to stay, I want guaranteed. And I was lucky enough to get guaranteed in my final couple of years. And then I did my knee and it was a, a win for me for a loss for the New Zealand rugby because I was absolutely horrible for the next couple of years. But anyway, um, it depends on the individual. 
and uh, a lot of them are performance based and bonus, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, I think what you, what Mark's talking about, you, it tends to be you'll get a effectively you'll get a retainer, right, and then everything else is yep. bonuses. So you're guaranteed yep. this retainer, but if you're not playing or yep. if you're poor on form, you just don't collect your bonuses. You don't get you don't get your bonuses, nah. So you guaranteed so on if you play f- like mine for for fact, uh, if you play sixty or seventy percent of the tests, you get this. If you win this, win this, win this, you get this, so on. So, yeah, that, that's how basically it all works out. There you go. You were warming yourself up this morning with a hell of a coffee starting at $4.50 at your local night and day it is. Tradies Hour. Keep your texts rolling through as well because uh, we have that Chemist Warehouse fragrance pack to give away for the best text of the day, doing it all this week and next week. Get more gift for your dollar this year by shopping the range of big brand fragrances from Chemist Warehouse. Whether it's a stocking filler or the main gifting event, Chemist Warehouse have you covered. Pop in store or head online today. Here's Araha now with news for Kubota. Kubota's in-stock catalogue is out now. It is 28 away from 8. Kennard's High makes your job easy. Kennards.co.nz. Here's some sports headlines for you. Uh, plenty going on in the world of sport at the moment. Three Grand Slam tennis champions and a former World Finals winner top the women's final entries for the 2024 ASB Classic. The field is headed by world number three Coco Goff, still just 19. Goff will defend her ASB Classic title when the t- competition begins on January the 1st. She'll be joined by the legendary Caroline, uh, Caroline Wozniacki, who's back to Auckland for her eighth time and who returned to the game following time out for the birth of her daughter. Another recent mum is Ukrainian uh, Elena Svitolina, who has chosen to compete in Auckland and her build-up for a return of the Aussie Open after taking more than a year out of the game to give birth to her daughter. And 2021 US Open champion Emma Raducanu has been handed a wild card, so uh, that's a pretty strong field. Emma Raducanu's season last season was pretty much destroyed at Auckland because she did her ankle on one of the outside courts and never really recovered through the season, so interesting to see her back, is he? Great to see her back. Obviously, uh, a major winner a couple of years ago. She's been just absolutely ravaged with uh, with injuries, so be a good opportunity for her to come here and, and see one of the best. Man, it's such a good event. I haven't been for a couple of years, but I used to love heading along to the to the tennis in Auckland. Obviously, rain, rain affects it quite a lot, and the last time I went, they had to go indoors. We didn't actually see the match. Um, but, yeah, get along. Good big, event. Big part of the plan is to put a roof on that, and once they do that, I think we'll yeah. be golden. It'd be golden. Definitely need that because uh, we get some good talent because they're obviously leading into the Australian Open. So we tend to, you know, we've had, I went and watched Serena Williams. That was a hell of an experience to go watch her. Yeah, I I went a few years ago when Anna Kornikova was playing. Went and watched Anna Kornikova play. Of course you did. There was a a group of guys. Of course you did. When I was working working at The Rock, (laughs) there was a group of guys who I think he he had a plumbing business, this guy, Mm -hmm. and they called themselves the Ugly Annas. And they all dressed up like her, wore the wigs and everything, and they had a box, and they uh, they had bought a box for the tournament, and they invited us along. So I managed to go and uh, go and sneak in there, uh, wearing a, a blonde plait uh, wig, as part of the Ugly Anna's crew to watch uh, watch Anna Kornikova play. So, yeah, of but course she did. That's yeah. How'd that go down at home? Oh yeah, sweet as. No worries. I'm, <laughs> I'm off to the tennis. <laughs> That's all you need to say, mate. That's all you need to say. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, Italy sports prosecutors have requested a four-year ban for Juventus midfielder Paul Pogba over doping allegations. Sports oh. newspaper Gazzetta dello Sport and other Italian media reported yesterday Pogba was suspended in September after a test by Italy's national anti-doping organisation detected testosterone after Juve's 3-0 Serie A win over uh, Udinese on August the 20th. His positive doping test was confirmed and a counter-analysis and a second sample in October. Has there been a bigger fall, of, fall from grace in terms of the Paul Pogba when he went from Borussia Dortmund to Manchester United and how what went on there, it was an absolute rigmarole. Now to go over to Italy and then do that and get banned for four years. That is a big fall from grace. Yeah, I mean, he was because he was at Juve for a while and went back to Manchester United and then, and then went back to Juve. He's kind of bounced between the two. His first time at Juventus, extremely successful, went really, really, really well, but the wheels fell off when he went back to Manchester and he hasn't been able to pick it up again. And I think that just about, if that comes through the four-year ban, I think he's 30 now, I, I doubt you'll see him play again. That'll be the end of his career. Because that was a hell of a signing for, for Manchester United, getting you know, one of the best players in the world. Why? why? See, that's this problem. We, we had, um, was it Matt Reid yesterday? Yeah. On to talk about the, the EPL and the cultural problems, the Glazier family, what's going on in the back room. Why are these big players? You think the last time the Manchester United signed a big player would have been Cristiano Ronaldo when he went there? And, and obviously, as a young kid, on Sir Alex Ferguson thrived, they won a lot of titles. Now they get big signings, they all turn into flops. Well, I think a lot of that is to do with, you know, there's a, there's a bit of Fergie, you know, I know it's a. It's easy to say, but Fergie knows best in a way. But yeah. Paul Pogba came through the junior system at Manchester United, and Fergie didn't like his attitude. Thought he was too entitled, and actually got rid of him. Yeah, ah. yeah. Uh, and so that's when United like there you go. so yeah. Uh, and but then United when he went to Juve and did really well, all the United fans were like, "Bring him back, bring him back." And then they paid overs to get him back, and he did nothing. So Fergie was right all along, it seems. Uh, the Aussies are coming, mate. Influx of more than 500 Australian fans for the Basin Reserve Test starting February 29 next year has ramped up demand for tickets for the test that is on track to sell out before Christmas. The Basin Reserve can host about 6,400 fans a day. Sell out would be a massive coup for New Zealand cricket. I think they're about 75% sold out already. They reckon it'll be done before Christmas. Oh, that would be a hell of a day at the Basin, wouldn't it? Get along, watch the Australians in the test match. Hopefully we can get that bogey off our off our back and uh, and, and get it done, mate. Yeah. Uh, are you gonna hear? Oh, mate, oh, oh. I was talking I've been about. To, I've been to an Aussie one day. I haven't been yeah. to an Aussie test. Yeah, I've been to an Aussie. I, I went to MCG and saw us play Aussie at the G in a one day, mm. um, and we got smoked. But um, but yeah, no, that was uh, that's a great that's a great stadium actually. The G. Um, uh, all uh, jokes aside, it was. Great atmosphere, great uh, experience, that one. Uh, Ken Oates, hi, makes your job easy. Talk to someone who has taken their Ken Oath today. Uh, Aidan McLaughlin, friend of the show, friend of the station, told me that mm. he has actually booked flight. He lives in the Hawke's Bay. He's booked flights to Christchurch and bought tickets for the Hagley Oval Test against Australia because it's cheaper than going to Wellington. I know. How <laughs> crazy is that, hey? Figure that one out. Jump in, jump in your car, though. Well, that's three hour drive. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mind you, what are the roads Picture like prices, out of Hawke's eh? Bay Picture at the moment? Prices. Yeah. Uh, choices flooring poll time. What are you most looking forward to this weekend? The New Zealand Squash Open, HSB Sevens in uh, Cape Town, both the Phoenix sides continuing on their winning ways. English Premier League, the Big Bash, now it's back. All the NBL. Let us know. Head to the SEN app, click 
Izzy and Kempi for breakfast in the uh, app and uh, you will see the poll under that. You can uh, vote on that poll and we'll bring you the results in around an hour. Discover your signature style and enjoy a virtual design experience with Choices Flooring's room view. And I mean, Izzy, there's plenty on. Um, Vector on gas will ensure your gas won't fizzle, ready to sizzle. So what is cooking around the grounds? Well, we've just gone through roughly what is going on around the grounds. What are you most looking forward to? Oh, I'll probably go for my good mate, Paul Cole. He's back at home. He's going to play his quarterfinal tonight. He won last night convincingly. So I'll be watching Paul Cole, see if he can continue on. He had a bit of a disruptive um, travel to New Zealand. Um, you know, put him on the back foot early, but he got the result. So watching him tonight, watch him over the weekend. Hopefully he gets the job done and we can have a chat to him. He's a busy man. So Paul Cole, and then I might have a cast my eye over the seven, see if the uh, Black Fern Sevens can, can go one better and see how our men's do, if they can get past the semi this week. Yeah, all right. I'm looking What's forward that? to seeing the men's. Over in Cape Town. The, uh, the Phoenix men's team play Newcastle on Saturday uh, at the Cape mm. Town. Newcastle were a rebel last weekend. Um, they couldn't defend to save themselves. So I reckon that'd be a big win for the Phoenix this weekend. We'll talk to Costa Barbarousas about that before 9 o'clock. Don't let an empty LPG gas bottle spoil your summer barbecue plans. VectorOnGas.co.nz. When we come back, we're going to catch up with Andrew McFadden and talk the new signing at Kirk Capewell. Warm yourself up with a hell of a coffee from just $4.50 from night and day. It is a tradies hour and uh, catching up with us now is Andrew McFadden from the Warriors. Big signing yesterday, Kirk Capel. Uh, Cap, you got to be happy you got that one over the line. Yeah, it's a big relief, um, boys. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it probably ties us up now in our recruitment drive for 2024. And um, yeah, he was a really important piece of the puzzle in all honesty. Well, uh, Cameron George the other day, Cappy said, uh, well, he played his poker cards relatively right, put a bit <laughs> of doubt in our minds that potentially he's not coming, and then all of a sudden, bang, right on the nostril between the eyes, he's coming. How convinced and confident were you? Oh, look, it's one of, you know, you always <laughs> like to lower the expectation, I reckon, is he? Um yeah. I think we all get a bit nervous, you know. We we were, you know, we got some good vibes from him. Um, we had a meeting with him, obviously in Auckland, um, you know, a, a weekend ago or so. And yeah, look, it was really good. Everything went well, but uh, you just never know. Um, so yeah, look, we we're positive, but yeah, I think Cameron was just yeah tempering expectation. There is he. He did it really well. I was thinking, oh, no, what are we going to go for now? But bang, he's come through. He's put a lot of smiles on some faces around Warriors fans after the year that we've just had. So this has been done. You've obviously had a big day with uh, Jackson Ford signing, Rocco Berry. But I guess the conversation now is on Adam Vanilla Blake. Obviously, he's here for next year. But if your heart's not in it, potentially could. Is there any more detail you can give us there? Yeah, look, he's he, he's had a chat with uh, Andrew Webster, and he's very committed to mm. you know twenty twenty four. What's okay. beyond that, you know, we'll, we'll work through. Um, yeah, there's, there's really nothing more to report at the moment. Um, you know, Adam and his manager are you know going through a process, and um, yeah, we're just staying in constant mm. dialogue, but nothing else to report there. Cool. We had a couple of texts through uh, for you too, Cappy. Uh, this one from Teddy said, Capel was used as centre cover at the Broncos. Will he have the same role here and will he be off the bench? Uh, well, I mean, that's up to Andrew Webster. I wouldn't think that he'd be off the bench. Um, he's a starting edge back rower. 
Um, that's what we've, we've, we've brought into the Warriors for. Um, it gives us a lot of versatility. Obviously, Murata Niakore has, you know, been filling that spot, but he can also play in the front row. And you know, probably what we found last year is we'll, we'll probably a little bit light on um, with support around Adden particularly. Um, so, yeah, it's just been working through that. But we've got lots of versatility. We, you know, we've got some really talented young kids too coming through too. So how it all works out in a rugby league season, you just don't know. But, um, yeah, that's, that's the plan at this stage. Have you, Kepi, have you seen a shift in mindset from potential players wanting to play with the Warriors after the success that, that we've had? Have you seen a change in the people feeling towards coming to New Zealand, making the big shift? I, I think there's definitely been a change, Izzy. Um, you know, I think yeah. that's, you know, I, I don't want to speak for, for, for Kurt, but I know that, you know, his, what he relayed to us is that, you know, he's, he's still got ambitions to, you know, win NRL competitions. and He was only going to go to a club that he felt he could do yeah. that with. So, you know, he saw that we we brought Roger Tulvas and Sheik and Chanel Harris-DeVita and, you know, on the back of what we did last year and the way Andrew Webster's coaching his team, um, he's got a lot of belief in that. And, um, you know, I think that was a big part of his decision. So, um, yeah, no, it, it has changed, isn't it? Most definitely. The um, the NRL a little while ago said, oh, look, uh, if you go and get somebody from another code, we'll give you salary cap dispensation. Um, there's a story coming out that uh, St George are looking at Hugh Renton out of the Highlanders. Of course, uh, the Roosters just signed that Wallabies flyer as well. As somebody who works in recruitment for the for the club, is that something you guys are looking at taking advantage of as well? Yeah, yeah. Well, look, there's, there's, there's obviously a lot of good athletes, a lot of good players in rugby that could easily convert to rugby league, so... Um, there's nothing in the pipeline at the moment because our you know, squad's filled up for, for 2024, but certainly in the future, that's something we'll keep an eye on. Kepi, how are the, how the lads looking? Oh, I was lucky enough to catch up with Harris Chanel Tavita. Um, Chanel Harris Tavita, sorry. At, um, at the golf course the other week. He was excited to ready to rip into a big preseason. He hasn't been in the game for a wee while. How's he looking? Yeah, he's. I think he's he's getting back into it, is he? Um, you know, it's, he's he's had a long way off. It's a twelve months off, and I think he was thinking he's just going to go step back out there and it all come back to him. But I think I think it's been a bit harder than he thought. But you know, he'll get there. He's such a good kid, and um, yeah, look, all the group's happy at the moment. You know, they're working hard, and you know, they got smiles on their faces. But um, and and look, it's just a really good environment. I I, I don't watch training every day, but every time I go down, yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're just energised and, like I said, they're working hard, but they've got a smile on their face doing it. So they're just competitors. It's really good to see. And what about uh, the big sign of, of Tohu Harris, mate? Obviously, uh, the big signing, knowing that he wants to stay on for the, for the next couple of years, an inspirational captain that just, wow, I don't know how he's continued to walk with the way his body's uh, you know, shaping up after the last couple of years, but, mate, you'd be happy with that. So you might, is there a busier man at the Warriors than you at the moment? You're busy. <laughs> oh, well, I hope it's uh, – I'm busy, but I hope it starts to just settle down now. But, um, look, it, it was very important that we got Torhu, and um, it is for another year. And, um, yeah, look, he's such an important part of our squad and, you know, just our whole culture. And uh, we, we have had to um, – up our allocation from the strapping tape, uh, strapping taping company. So, you know, you're right. If you will, 
Tory doesn't realise it's, it's been deducted from his wage. It's in the fine print, mate. <laughs> Next year, it's going to be the Elastoplast Warriors, you know? <laughs> no, we have a bit of a laugh, but you know what? Underneath all that tape, is, you know, there's still a, a, a you know a great body and athlete. So, um, yeah, we're very happy to have him on for another couple of years. All right, Cappy, just quickly before we let you go, mate, uh, what's the most important thing for you over the next wee while? We know a lot of our star players are ageing. Is there a position specifically that you're looking at? Uh, not really. Um, obviously, the Adam Fennell Blake one is, is probably at the top mm. of the list at the moment. Uh, but, but underneath that, it's, it's really, um, you know, a big priority is how we bring these young kids through. Um, yep. You know, we've got some really talented kids, and it's 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 a delicate process. You can't bring them all through at once, and you got to you got to build them into the into the team. But we feel like we've got some really good ones there. So, you know, really working on our development and our pathways here in New Zealand is probably the priority underneath that, so that we've got that sustainability going forward. Uh, Cappy, just before we let you go, mate, I uh, have to ask it. I, I get the vibe with all these pictures in the media, you know what it's like, uh, Adam meeting Phil Gould at airports and things like that, that there's a chance that he's not in our jersey in 2024. Is that something you you, you have a, uh, a a plan B for if that does happen? Um, well, we, we've been in constant dialogue with Adam around that, like, and, and, and it is it is hard to, to see all that sort of stuff, but um, Webby's got a very good relationship with Adam and he's in, you know, they talk about all this stuff all the time. It's very transparent and, you know, Adam's assured us that 2024 is, you know, he's fully committed. So, you know, we've just got to take him on face value there. Um, it's very hard to, to have a plan B, um, you know, when someone's saying that to you. Yeah, 100%. I, I get it, mate. It's a tough position for everybody to be in, I'd imagine. But I uh, appreciate you fronting on it, Cappy. Go well, mate. Enjoy your Friday. Have a great weekend, eh? Okay, good on you guys. Cheers, Thank mate. You. Cheers. There we go. Andrew McFadden out of the Warriors. And, uh, yeah, a great get. Kerp Capewell uh, adds that leadership. Mm. And that we're going to do questions after eight. And there's a question and questions for you, Izzy. But I want you guys to chip in with this one as well because I think it could spark some debate. We are six away from eight. Coming up to 8 o'clock on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. It's Tradies Hour. Thanks to Night and Day, uh, you can warm yourself up with a hell of a coffee from just $4.50. Izzy, that chat for, with Cappy, uh, how confident are you going into 2024 that uh, uh, Infidel Blake will be a big part of it? Oh, it's given me a bit of confidence, isn't it? Like mm. knowing that he's spoken to Webby, he's ensured them that he's here for 2024. Hopefully he's a man of his word. Um, only he knows what's going on and, and we just got to trust face value and what, and what we're hearing. So, uh, yeah, I get a bit of confidence here. Yeah. Got a big season ahead. Yeah, looking forward to Kurt Capel as well. Um, it, it, oh, does, it does look yeah, like uh, with him, um, Nia Kore will definitely be moved into the front row roster, you know, into that rotation, prop rotation. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for us. Here's Araha with news for Kubota. Kubota's in-stock catalogue is out now. Kia ora, good morning and welcome into the show. It is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, four past eight on your f- 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 Friday. And Izzy, that means you've got one hour left before golf. Yeah, I know. One hour left before golf. I know you'll be happy about that. We do have coming up on the show uh, Costa Barbarousas out of the Wellington Phoenix. We will... 
<laughs> we will talk to Costa before nine o'clock. Oh, sorry, sorry. This this song just put me to sleep. Sorry. <laughs> Relegate rally, that one, Robbie. I think that's the that's the key hit message here. Uh, we do have a hundred dollar Adidas golf voucher up for grabs. Get away with Adidas golf. Visit Adidas.co.nz. Get away with golf. T's and C's apply. Uh, we have three clues for you. I will go back through them because today has been particularly tough from young Roberto mm. through the glass. Uh, here is clue number one. Despite both of my parents having connections to my sport, I didn't want to play when I was young and instead played football. I started playing my sport regularly at the age of 12. That was clue one. How vague can you get? All right, clue two. I went pro in 2022. (laughs) Yeah, not much more uh, clarity there. Clue three for you, though. I am left-handed, six foot four, and seen as one of the rising stars of the game of tennis. There you go. That's a bit more for you. Double eight, double three. If you know the answer, $100 Adidas golf voucher. Up for grabs. Could be all yours. And you could look like Izzy out on the golf course. (laughs) <laughs> so good, fake as hell. <laughs> he had to. He only wrote that last bit of the final clue late because he was. It was so hard to get it. So he put tennis in there just to give, uh, uh, you know, give it a little bit of perspective and put us on the right track. Because reality is, you're going to get it nothing from there. Even Google wouldn't have helped you. No, double eight, double three. If you know the answer, and we'll make that draw uh, before nine o'clock. We'll also got to do a draw for a chemist warehouse fragrance pack for the text of the day as well. So keep your texts rolling through on that, and uh, no doubt we're going to get some texts. I think off the back of this, because right mm. now we're going to do questions. I've got some questions in my mind. <laughs> All right, Izzy, here you go. It's the questions, the where, when, what, who, why, and how. We'll start with yeah. an e- easy one. Where are you teeing off today? Where am I teeing off today? I'm teeing off on hole 10 at Pegasus Golf Club. It's 11 o'clock. Got a good group with us. Uh, there's three of us, and we play with a pro. And I messaged a guy this morning. He said, what's the format? Is it Ambrose? Everyone gets a shot. He said, no, 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 no. Everyone plays individually, you take two best Davids. And I'm like, mate, I'm playing horrible. I need to jump on someone's back. So <laughs> it's got to be a little bit of reliance on, on my game today, which is uh, you got no chance. We won't be winning a thing, but uh, 10 off on the 10th at Pegasus, 11 o'clock today. Because this isn't just an all-round, obviously. So what, what are you doing today? So we're, we're raising money for I'm Hope, Mike King's down, mm-hmm. and uh, they're, they're putting on a golf day. You buy a team. And you play with a local pro, a PGA pro that's uh, around the South Island, Christchurch region. And you just go out and have a little haggle, and then they've got uh, auction prizes posted. And Will Jordan, Kieran Reid, and myself are doing a Q&A with, uh, with Mike King posted in, in the clubhouse. Yep, sweet. All right, there you go. When, the when, did you find out the truth about Santa? Oh, then this is a good question. i got older brothers, so they ruined it for me from an early age. Yeah. Um, yeah. All through my, I remember this vividly as a young kid being in Frasertown. If anyone knows where Frasertown is, close to Wairau, in the middle of nowhere. Uh, we're in a house there, and every Christmas would wake up, and my brothers would be like, bro, did you see Santa? And I'd be like, nah. And they're like, oh, man, he told us not to wake you up. <laughs> <laughs> and every year, no word of a lie, that day for four or five years straight would say the same thing. He said not to wake you up. He was here. He was good. He was busy, though. He stopped in real quick, came down the chimney, 
and uh, you know, seek it out and then and got it on his way. And I was just a young kid, just like, oh my god, had to wait another year, another year. And I think it was like five years later, they ruined it for me and and told me that uh, Santa wasn't wasn't true. So now I'm trying to figure out how, when do I tell my kids? I'm, they haven't. Arlo hasn't got an older brother. He's the older brother, so he'll ruin it for Tilly. Mm. But do I, when do I get to a point where I ruin it? Well, I was going to say the reason I put that question is is because my daughter's just turned eleven, and she's an only mm. child. And we had to break it to her because we're like, mm, we can't send her off to intermediate school still believing because if she drops it, she's, I mean, she had problems with bullying last year anyway. We don't want it yep. to be, you know, give it, so we, so. How'd that go down? Not well, not well. Mm. Um, but to be honest, I wasn't there. I was working, it was last weekend. Uh, I was yep. working, or the weekend before, I was working a weekend. Um, and so the missus did the dirty uh, and she said her whole face just dropped and she cried for 20 minutes straight. Oh, no. <laughs> but I was just like, and she said, but she was more upset that mm. we had lied to her and that she had fallen for it. Yep. That was what oh, upset man. her more. Uh, double eight, double three, all you parents out there, how would you break it to the kids? Or do they have older brothers like myself that absolutely ruined my dreams of Santa? Been real. Yeah. <laughs> all right. There you go. Question four. Yeah, that was a tough one. Uh, what? Is he? What is your favourite fight of all time? I'm just thinking about December 23. There could be some fights for the oh. ages on that. So what's your fight? Uh, your favourite fight of all time? Do you know what I've been watching lately? And it, mm. and it really paints a picture of how good this person was. David Tua. Yeah. Like watching David Tua on that left hook, it was devastating. And a guy that fought, you know, won 50-odd times, two losses, and a career when you're amongst one of the, all the greatest heavyweights uh, to fight ever. And to not some come so close to to winning a title, um, I'd have to say it would be Tua when he knocked out. I think it was Ruiz in the first round, and Ruiz had fought a hell of a lot of champions. I think he had been world world heavyweight champion, and he knocked him out with the left hook. And that was the one when he knocked him out. He hit him with the left hook. He was rocked, and then he hit him again. He was going down, and when he was going down, he knocked him in the head again was left and put him out cold and he was staring at the roof. So I'd have to say any of David Tua's fights, mm. just a huge fan. Yeah, the Tua man, absolute legend. What uh, about you? I, there's a, there's a um, uh, uh, Michel Pereira who fights in the UFC. So it's not a boxing mm. fight, but he fought, he's a Brazilian guy, and he is just uh, highlights reel. Like he do, he'll do things like he'll run to the side of the cage and then run up the side of it and throw himself off it and Superman punch you. Do, do like yeah. do front front flips and do all sorts of crazy stuff. Uh, he had a fight. I can't remember who the guy was now, but in the weigh-in, they you know they do the stare down. The guy open hand slapped him in the face, and Pereira just was like, uh huh, okay. And then Pereira absolutely destroyed this guy, but didn't deliberately didn't knock him out. Like, could have finished him at yep. any time. Um, and just absolutely destroyed this guy to the point that in the second uh, in the second round, he had both his hands open and uh, like was, like, looking at the guy and then absolutely just slapping him, and the guy couldn't do anything about it. And then uh, with about 10 seconds to go at the end of the third round, he took him down and choked him out. He absolutely just toyed with him. It was like the ultimate revenge. Bang. Yeah. He's a hell of a... That's the one that... Uh... That fights now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michelle Pereira. Pereira. Yeah, Pereira. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, he's, yeah he's a great it's the Arasanya. They got a little bit of a 
bit of a bit of banter there. Yeah, that was always go. He's a great fighter. He's he's well worth watching. All right, who is the greatest warrior out of Australia? And I'm talking to who? play for the Warriors here, not fighter. Uh, um, this is a good one. I've had a little think about it. I've got two names that spring to mind relatively quick. I've got Steve Price and James Maloney. James Maloney would probably be the greatest Australian to play for the Warriors. His impact at, in the sixth position was absolutely phenomenal. Took us to a grand final. Came close to, to you know, no, we didn't come close to beating Manly. But I'd say James Maloney. Steve Price will come second close. Close second. Close second. Okay, Steve Price, James Maloney. I was having this conversation with Brian out in the office, and I was like, you know, this is a conversation. There are those guys like Maloney, like Price, uh, like Campion, right? But then I also think there are guys that maybe were more highly rated here, like they, they, mm. they, their career was really ignited here, and I think of someone like Michael Luck. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Very good player. you got Michael Luck, Kevin Campion, some of the greats that, are, that have come over. Um, Matteo, he wasn't that great cat for the Eels. Uh, Christian Anu. Man, we've had some goodies, but I'd say James Maloney would be my best. Yeah, double eight, double three. Let us know who you think the best Australian to wear the Warriors jersey is. There's a few there, and you can go. You can take this any way you like. Uh, I mean, I think Brandy Alexander for a couple of years, Phil Blake early doors. You know, could be worth shouts mm. for different reasons as well. But yeah, keen to hear from you. Double eight, double three on that one. Okay, we'll move on to the why, Izzy, and it's why the yep. Crusaders. Because did you have other offers on the table, or was there something about the Crusaders that made you go, yeah, I'm going to go there? Uh, the Crusaders was the first option. I think the reason why, I've always wondered, just watching them, you know, what are they thinking? What are they doing? Why are they so successful? Why have all the greatest players there to be a part of that, you know, that, that culture and, and what they're about? So it was Crusaders through and through, but I had opportunities to go back to the Hurricanes and the Chiefs. I nearly went to the Chiefs in 2013. When Wayne Smith was there, Sonny Bill had already moved, and I was probably like 95% going to go to the Chiefs. But then I made the decision to stick it out, and yeah, decision I'm, I'm happy with to, to stay in the South on at the Christchurch. But nah, there was, it was just basically going to the Crusaders from the Landers. Um, that was my number one priority. But after a couple of years, yeah, the Chiefs and Hurricanes came on board, and I had an opportunity to go to the Blues Yeah, uh, when I was at the end of my career. Leon McDonald hit me up. And said, you're keen to come and have an apartment in Newmarket and play for the Blues? And I said, hey, mate, have you seen my knee? Have you seen my my body? There's no chance going out and, uh, and, and playing for the Blues. So, yeah. Yeah, there you go. All right. Oh, it was interesting that you had, did have those other offers, Chiefs, Hurricanes. How tempted were you? Was it, oh, on a percentage scale, how tempted were you ever to leave? Never. No, no. Oh, well, like, oh, like, percentage of 90, 95% going to go to the Chiefs. I was pretty close to going to the Chiefs, but in the reality, I, I was never really keen to, to shoot offshore. Like, I had opportunities to go to France and Japan, but I just wanted to stay in New Zealand. This is home. This is my own backyard, and I'm happy here. Nice. All right. Finally, how will you be spending the weekend, and does it involve irrigation? Uh, there'll be a few jobs done. There'll be a few jobs out there getting done throughout the weekend. It's 27 degrees tomorrow. I've got some friends down, so they're going to come over. I'm going to put on a barbecue and relax. I've also got my nephew here, and there's the uh, National Athletics 
that's taking place down here in Christchurch at Tapuna. So uh, I'm going to go watch him compete. He's at St Peter's in Cambridge. He's down here for the weekend. So I'll go watch him and I'll have a barbecue, have a, have a little catch up with some mates and just watch some racing. I'm going to watch some uh, horse racing because a big couple of meetings tomorrow uh, in Wellington. You've got the old Captain Cook Group 1, which is now the TAB Classic. So just be relaxing, watching sport with the kids, having fun and, and probably swimming because it's 27 degrees tomorrow. Yep, it's going to be an absolute scorcher in Christchurch by the sounds of it. Mate. Oh, there you go. That is questions for you. And the question out of there that I want to hear from you on is who is the greatest warrior out of Australia? Double eight double three double eight double three. Uh, the Temper Bed Post text machine. Graham from Christchurch has called through on oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. The president of the Israel Dag Fan Club in Christchurch. Uh, morning, Graham. How are you? Yeah, I'm proud to be that the president of that club too. <laughs> tell you that when he was away, yeah, the show just wasn't the same. It was dipped a lot. <laughs> but I say that with there you good go, respect. Graham. Do respect for Kempy because uh, he's a good. Man. I'm sorry he left, but uh, yeah, no, can't be does he? he just... It was interesting your um, talk about your career there, is he? Uh, just with uh, you know the offers you had. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't go to the Chiefs. <laughs> History would have been different. <laughs> yeah. We would have viewed you oh, very no, differently, no. but no, no, it's all good. That's what that's professional sport fair, you know. But uh, just mm. on that, um, you know, this was for that Australasian team. You know, I mean, I don't get too upset with those sort of things. They're all sort of mathematical, database type things. But I, I think with the Crusaders this year, you know, four losses. Um, with the injuries they had, yeah, you know, I, I think mm. and people, people go on about how Super Rugby's what's wrong with it, but. <laughs> It's not an easy, you know better than anyone, is he? It's not an easy competition mm. to win, and I think the effort this year was, was pretty humongous by the uh, the boys actually to win it. Yeah, that's just mm. just not so much that I'm upset about that, you know that uh, competition, that um, award they give each year about the Australasian best team of between you know all the different sides that play in the different codes. But yeah, I think it was a big effort. Yeah, because a lot of people wrote us off and. and even back when we lost to the Drewer and Fiji, mm. yeah, back in early March or whenever it was, yeah. How do you how do you feel this year's going to go with Rob Penny, uh, Graham? Are you expecting a bit of the same? It's not going to be easy without without Razor's input. Oh, well, yeah. Well, obviously it's a big change there, and obviously Richie mm. Moanga, uh, yeah, is such a dominating player on the in the Super Rugby as the other international, but. Especially with the Crusaders, but yeah, I'm very positive about it. I mean, a few people you talk to on the street tend to be because people are like that. They go, "Oh, things will be," and I go, "No, no. I just know that things are in place." And Rob Penny is someone I've always had a lot of time for back when he was coaching Canterbury, and yeah, he's not. Yeah, he he is a very uh, yeah forward-thinking coach actually. And Razor, you know, was actually one of his uh, understudies. <laughs> Back in the day, there's a number of those guys that went through to other super rugby coaching gigs. So, yeah, I'm positive about it. It won't be easy, but I think the culture here and what comes through, yeah, that they will, mm. and they've got good players coming back too that will be in that sort of almost not quite player coach roles. But, yeah, that a lot to be made of that too, some of the older players. But I think it's great that Ryan Crotty and all those guys and... Oh, and Franks, because there's a lot of young guys, so that counterbalances some of the losses. Yeah, good stuff, Graham. All right, hey, listen, thanks very much for your call, mate. Have thanks, a great Graham. weekend, eh? Enjoy your Friday. No, thank you. Same to you guys, yeah. Cheers, guys. Uh, some great texts coming through. Cam, far, you would have looked good in a Chiefs jersey, mate. Play for Hautapu as well. Woo! <laughs>
<laughs> oh man, like yeah, I was real close, like so close to signing Smithy. I just wanted to go be under Smithy and better my game. I was struggling here, but um, no, nah, didn't happen, and I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy I didn't go to the Chiefs. <laughs> Well, keep those texts rolling through double eight double three because we are going to uh, announce our text of the day shortly to win a Chemist Warehouse fragrance pack for Christmas. So double eight double three, your last chance to get in now. It is at twenty one past eight. Listening to Izzy and Kempy for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, keeping you healthy this summer. It's 8.26, 0800 150 or double eight double three. Our winner for the Chemist Warehouse Fragrance Pack. Uh, you'll find a perfect gift for your loved ones this Christmas at Chemist Warehouse. Goes to Stephen, who texted through earlier, talking about uh, the sacrifice. He did a fun run with his three-year-old daughter on his shoulders last night, feeling a bit sore driving the truck today, but it was all for a good cause. Oh. So, Stephen, thank you for your text, brother. Text of the day awesome. and a uh, Chemist Warehouse Fragrance Pack coming your way. And uh, who am I? Uh, well, this was one of the toughest who am I's, and I'm amazed that somebody got it <laughs> on the first clue, but they did. So well done to Ted. Uh, the clues were um, random, <laughs> um, I should say. Uh, despite both my parents having connections to the sport, I didn't play when I was young. Instead, I played football. I didn't start playing my sport regularly until I was 12. I turned pro in 2022. And then the last clue was I'm left-handed, six foot four, and single is one of the rising stars of the game of tennis. Yeah, Blake Shelton is the correct answer. Well done, Ted. I'm uh, sorry, Blake Shelton. Ben Shelton. Well done to Ted, who got that right, uh, a lot righter than I did anyway. Uh, we've also been asking you to text through on the, the best Aussies to wear the Warriors jersey. Who is your best Aussie to wear the Warriors jersey? Jared, greatest Oz warrior. Michael Luck for me, pure guts. Tom said uh, Brent Tate or, or Lucky. Uh, Best Aussie Warriors, pricey and campion leadership attitude made others accountable. That one from Hans as well. So keep those texts coming through. Keen to hear from you. And Brett from Huntley is on the line. 0800 150 811. Morena, Brett, how are you doing? Morena, Rick Dog. Uh, not too bad, brother. Geez, my opinions of Israel Dag would have been different if he had signed for the money. <laughs> would have been, I wouldn't have had to take back good. all those things I said about him. <laughs> oh mate, well, you're going for a pretty. I know, oh, mate. We would have caught up more than probably uh, we have to date, but uh, nah, it wasn't wasn't meant to be. I was pretty close, ninety-eight, yeah, ninety-five percent. I was pretty much there, um, but didn't happen. But that's okay. Things happen, mate. You heading to the heading to Topol? Got much Iron Man? Yeah, yeah. I was just blast down in the morning, bro, and um, that's a, that's a pretty good um, pro men's field. I I don't think the women's field is as deep as the men, but it all depends on who's already qualified as well on um, how hard that those boys will send it how, if they've already qualified for the Worlds next year. Uh, so Hayden Wild, he qualified last month in Melbourne, so yep. he doesn't need to race tomorrow. So And Braden Curry, this is his off-season, bro, and I don't know if he's done a 70.3 this year, um, whether how hard he'll be going, but there's a young fella... Total boy, uh, Kyle Smith, he's come back to New Zealand. Um, and Jack Moody, he's fast as on the run. So okay. his day is minimising the damage that those other guys do on the on the swim and the, the bike because yeah, he's fast as on the run. He'll have the fastest run split. So... And on that, uh, with Braden Curry, we know how good he is when he's down here. He's obviously competing a lot. Would he transition? Would he, would he make it look easy, or is it different to what he's used to? 
But the thing with that fella is that um, he he just will hurt the most. He will hurt himself the yeah. most. He will hurt himself more than those other fellas and just try and beat them like that. He's a crazy dude. He never learned to swim until he was an adult, like in his mid-twenties. And to get up to that level, uh, yeah, he's just a crazy dude. I like watching him. Hey, uh, Brady, as, a, <laughs> as, a, as the show's representative from the Huntley Tigers, um, I, I know you've watched the Warriors a lot. Uh, who is the best Aussie ever to wear the Warriors jersey, do you think? Brad, they'll all get smacked if they come to 20 for day. All those Aussies. They'll all get a hiding. Good stuff, Brady. Have Some a great Kimpies Friday, Kimpies brother. Are still at uh, Davies Park in Hamilton. Some of Kimpy's uh, teeth are still in Davies Park, Huntley. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Cheers. Oh. Thanks very much. Have a great Friday. Thanks, Have a great Brett. weekend, Brett. Uh, 0800 150 811 is that number. Or double eight double three. Keep those rolling through. We'll have the poll results. We'll catch up with Pip from the tab as well real soon. Here's Araha with news for Kubota. Kubota's in-stock catalogue is out now. 28 away from 9 here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Uh, design, visualise and create your perfect floor with room view. Here's our choices flooring poll results. What are you most looking forward to this weekend? Well, the winner at the moment, uh, both Wellington Phoenix sides at 40% of the vote. Uh, then tied in second, uh, the Sevens and the English Premier League at 20%. And then the Big Bash and the squash at 10%. Nobody wanted to watch the basketball, apparently, but there you go. Those are your choices. Flooring poll results. Uh, discover your signature style and enjoy a virtual design experience with Choices Flooring's room view. Time to catch up with Pip from the TAB. Check out Grand Tour Hub at tab.co.nz. Bet safely, R18. Uh, morning, Pip. How are you doing? Morning, the guys. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good. How excited are you to have a former Panther run around in a Warriors jersey next yeah. season? Oh, I'm actually excited. Gosh, they're building a good team, aren't they? It really could be their year. I'm happy to go and see Kurt Capewell in the flesh. That'd be awesome, I reckon. And what about you doing the double and your team getting voted the best team in Australasia? That, that's not right. <laughs> that's right. Come on. What a, what a dynasty they've seen the last three years. <laughs> and Fisher Harris getting sold in boot just to top it off. I mean, great. Yeah, great week for, for the Panthers. Obviously, Fisher-Harris um, getting voted the golden boot for uh, 2023. All right, Pip, there's plenty happening over the weekend. we got plenty of racing in Wellington, but today there's stuff at Rickerton Park Synthetic. What are you leading into this weekend? What are promotions have you got for us? Well, firstly, we've got Group 1 racing at Hattrick tonight. So the first two races for the doggies will be bonus back. So if you don't pick the one, but you finish second or third, we'll give you bonus back there. Guaranteed $5,000 first fours across the card. As far as the gallops go, well, it's got to be Trentham, as you mentioned, Izzy. In the TAB Classic, which used to be the Captain Cook, it's Habana, who's the best back there, followed by He's a Doozy for Lisa Ladder. There's 1500 put on Habana at 750 $500 on He's a Doozy at $18. So those are the two taking the most money in that. In the group two, the two-year-old Wakefield, Red Sea for Andrew Forsman, taking 60% of the turnover in that race. There was 6K put on the horse at 380 and another 3000 put on at 350 Both of those prices are now gone. In the open sprint, we see Seamus come back. He's taking the most money along with Express Yourself. They're the only two that punters are wanting. And Express Yourself, there's been $4,000 put on here at 250 And then back at Pookie, we've got the Group 3 Bone Crusher Stakes and 78% of the turnover is on Lupo Solitario, and he's into $1.80. 
Man, plenty, plenty happening to to have a look at on that one. TAB Classic, is any money going on Aegon? First time back in New Zealand, obviously a fan favourite. Are the punters leading into Aegon? Showing any, any he's, signs? He's the third best back and behind the two that are taking the most money. I just think punters may be wanting a little bit more than four fifty, so he's pushing out to four dollars and eighty cents with Habana. Look, Habana's still holding at seven fifty. I reckon on the day you'll see Aegon come in. The only thing that's putting punters off is he's the draw. He's drawn seventeen, so he's got a job from there. Now you mentioned the draw, Pip. We had a full day of rain in the cricket, so uh, we've lost a day of the test. Uh, has the draw come in? It has, yes, and I can tell you it's all Bangladesh too, as far as the pundits are concerned. It used to be New Zealand, not anymore. 56% of the turnover in the head-to-head betting is on Bangladesh. 6000 was put on them at $1.94. That's now gone. Also $1,000 put on them at three thirty-five. And the boosted option that's been really popular is Phillips 50 or more runs, first innings, at three eighty-five to four fifty is now boosted. Nice, mate. Nice. Well, you're looking forward to hopefully we get a bit of play uh, tonight. What about uh, Premier League? There's a midweek round. Obviously, there's another game's just started now between Everton and Newcastle. But uh, big upset yesterday with Aston Villa getting up 1-0 over Man City. I think that was paying out at fives at one point. Any big winners on that one? Not that I've heard. I don't know if everyone missed that or not, but they haven't filtered me through that information. I can tell you, though, there is in-play betting at the moment, and it is Newcastle that's starting to take the money, although Everton's still a little bit of punters thinking they can pull it back. Well, you picked Aston Villa yesterday uh, to beat uh, Man City. Did anyone follow Rick Dog in? They did. <laughs> yes, I can't get exactly the stuff, but yes, they did. We might have got a little bit of a blood nose there, is it? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, nice. Oh, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I, I ended up taking because one of the good things that they, uh, if you think there's an upset in the in the football around, there's a there's a uh, a double chance where you can take the the t- the outsider to win or the draw. If you think there's an option, obviously reduced odds. I think Villa were paying four fifty to five to win yesterday, but I managed to get the double chance at two twenty. Um, so, uh, so I multied that up with a couple of other things, and that came in. So that was that was that was good. But I needed a win, needed a win, Pip. Look at you go, lucky you work for us now, eh? Yeah, well, yeah, it is, it is mate. And uh, thanks for your yeah, NFL tip mean, last Pip? Friday, actually, because that paid got me paid mate. too. <laughs> we are these days. We'll come February anyway. I think it's official. But hey, look, yeah. Uh. What have you got for us today? Then, are we are we following another one? Well, actually, I like Everton to to, uh, to get a win over Newcastle. It's at Goodison Park. Uh, Everton is starting to show some form, and Newcastle are playing. I think it's their fourth game in about twelve days uh, with the same starting eleven because they've got so many injuries that they've basically got a bench full of kids, and they're just rolling out the same players again and again and again, and eventually they're going to fall over. So I've taken Everton at three ten. There you go, and they're into two eighty eight, and the draw is now three ten. There you go. There you go, Pip. Anything else that you want to hit before we uh, pop off? No, I think that's it, guys. Just don't forget to, we'll have the bonus back right throughout the weekend. We've also got the Grand Prix for the Harness on Sunday, eight Group 1s, and Millwood Nike Mm. comes out of one of the features. So I think that just really opens it up for a runner like Mantra Blue. So do check out those odds as well. But so much to look forward to, as usual, over the weekend. Good stuff, Pip. Thanks very much, mate. Go well. Have a great weekend. You too, guys. See you later. See ya. Check out all the odds, promos, and boosted odds on the Grand Tour Hub at tab.co.nz. Bet safely. R18. Costa Barbarousas from the Phoenix up next. 
16 away from nine. Joining us now uh, is Costa Barbarousas from the Wellington Phoenix who take on the Newcastle Jets at the Caketon this weekend. Morning, Costa. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Good. I don't know if you uh, saw uh, the Jets uh, versus Melbourne City last Sunday, mate, but they looked absolutely horrible on defence. How they only lost two nil? I don't know. You must be licking your lips. Yeah, I know. Saying that, we all know the A League. Anyone can beat anyone as well on the day. So we're definitely not taking them lightly. We've definitely had a lot of good look at video on them and. They do have a lot of dangerous uh, players, definitely on that sort of attacking third with pace that they look to break quickly. So uh, I think if we nullify that uh, and we play, you know, a normal game the way we've been playing, we should be good. But yeah, we definitely can't take them either. Mate, undefeated Costa, appreciate you coming on the show. You know, you've had six games, four wins, two losses. You've had four straight on the trot, mate. Confidence must be flying high at the moment. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, you know, you, you sort of go into every season with a bit of, um, you know, not being too sure how you're going to go. And um, even in the in teams where on paper we've had a great team, they sort of think, oh, I wonder how we're going to go here. But, um, you know, it's one of the best starts I've, I've probably had um, as a team. I've been in some great teams who've had much worse starts. And so it's, it's really great to get off to a good start and it's sort of, it's the standards which we did in the preseason, and like I said, look, it's, it is only six games, but it's it's definitely put us in good stead, and uh, definitely given us, especially the young guys in the team, the belief that we can go on and do really well this year. Was there a bit of itch created throughout the, at the start of the season because there was a lot of pundits, media riding you off through preseason, giving you no chance? Um, look. To be honest, I don't think the boys look into that too much, but uh, a, a bit of it does get sort of put in front of your face and you sort of think, yeah, you know, you want to prove those people wrong, especially, um, you know, we've got uh, new staff to see, obviously, Chief, he's come in as first role as head coach and uh, he's such a great guy and uh, he's got some really good ideas as a coach and you sort of want to do well for him, you want to do well for... Obviously, myself being a Wellingtonian, I want to do well for the city um, and want to prove those people wrong. So, look, uh, like I said, six games in, but uh, I think we are proving a few people wrong now and we just need to keep it going. Yeah, it's just the Aussies, mate. I, I, I think every year since the Phoenix have been going, I've looked at pre-season predictions from over the ditch, and, we're, and the Aussies always predict the Phoenix to finish bottom. So, can't take too much from that. But I mean, from your point of view, mate, you've been around for a little while now. Uh, you, you were coming into the season under Chiefy as his first year as a head coach at this level. I'm not sure what you expected, but is there an element of surprise that you've you, you've got the best start in the Phoenix history to a season? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think I'd be lying if I said I wasn't surprised at how we're going. Uh, not because of, you know, I don't think anyone in particular was up to the task, just in terms of a lot of unknown, I guess. Uh, but to, to be honest, fair play to, to him and, and the rest of the staff uh, for having a plan from the beginning. And, and, you know, we've got a long pre-season, so we had a lot of time to prepare, but uh, they knew exactly how sort of we wanted to play and what, what we would have looked like as a team and, and also um, credit to the, the play group as well for taking all, all on board and, and there's a lot of, uh, sort of respect and um, sort of commitment and everyone sort of buying in 
um, this year, and our, our key word as a team of the club is togetherness. So I think that's sort of that is the driving factor for us. Now, there's been a bit made of Adam Griffiths coming in to be uh, your, uh, you know, look after the defence, and we can see that the defence has improved this season from last season. Uh, I think if if the Phoenix keep a clean sheet this weekend, it'll be the first time since 2010 they've kept three clean sheets in a row, which is which is some record. It shows the the, the difference he's made. But what does it mean for you, given that you're at the pointy end of the of, of the of the field? Uh, how much has that changed your job off the ball? Yeah, I mean, look, it is uh, it is the back four, the the back six, obviously with with Brooks and maybe Nico or Mo or whatever else is in there that do the bulk of the the defending around the box, but everyone sort of puts in a shift, and that's that's just the modern game these days. If you want to have have a solid and a successful team, everyone needs to put in a shift. But uh, in terms of being an attacker, knowing that I'm pretty secure back here, I think it's it's great because you know. You know, a goal or two will, will be enough to get a win. You know, in previous years, if we're leaking goals, you know, we've got to score two or three to, to win a game. So it's it's really good to see. And like you said, Chris, and in the back four, back six, have been working really hard, and it's showing look a really, really solid back there. Now, uh, before we let you go, Costa, I've got to ask about um, the. Uh, the young fellas in the squad, because you know, one of the things that stood out and uh, to to me was, you know, it was only a couple of uh, I guess experienced heads added to the squad for twenty twenty four. So that puts a lot on the young guys, especially if we get a few injuries or suspensions later on in the season. We haven't seen heaps of these kids, but just how good are they? You train with them every day. Yeah, I mean, we, like you said, we haven't played much, so we don't know just how good they are, but. I think a lot of them are signed on potential, you know, and that's sort of what we need to work with with the young ones. Um, see where where the potential can take them. I think getting to this level is is uh, showing that they've got potential and they're willing to work for it. But now I think the rest is up to them. So uh, the staff and, and the experienced players will give them all the tools to try and do well. But it's up to them to be committed and, and level-headed and to try and break into the first eleven because, uh, you know, signing a contract is one thing, but breaking into the first eleven is a whole other thing, you know. So it's uh, only a small part of the job to be part of the, the um, first team group. You've got to try and push yourself to, to establish yourself in the first eleven. So, look, there's definitely a, a lot of potential and a lot of talent there. Um, yeah, we need them to, to really motivate themselves to go to the next level. Good stuff, Costa. Hey, listen, thanks for coming on, mate. I'll, I'll, I'll let you go to sort those kids out in the background before they tear each other apart, brother. But uh, have a great have a great weekend, eh? And uh, good luck against the Jets. Cheers, boys. Appreciate it. Cheers, mate. There you go, Costa Barbarousas uh, from the Wellings and Phoenix. And, uh, yeah, having a great season, is he? Best season in mate, Phoenix history. That, that stat you read it off about three clean sheets and you touching on, you know, his job and, and for the Phoenix. Like, mate... What, what what can you put down? Like the changes in coaching staff, Giancarlo Chiefy obviously making a a huge difference. Like what have you heard in terms of the difference to him and Ufu Tele? Yeah, he's changed the shape a bit. 
Um, and he also okay. brought in Adam Griffiths, who's an ex um, ex defender. He played actually played for the Jets for a long time. Played for a bunch of clubs in the A League, and uh, they played a bit in Asia as well. But Adam Griffiths, having talked to Scott Wooden the other day, the central defender for the Phoenix, he said the big thing he's worked on is uh, their body shape. So it's like basically making sure that your hips are always facing the ball, regardless. Yep. So you're not you're not getting caught square, but you're not getting caught side on as well. And it just makes it easier for you to pivot and to change direction uh, and to block things. And he said it's, it's just something simple that they've worked on that's really uh, really helped them defend better and, and be more fluid on defence, if you like. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. That's a small detail some of the coaches get to. Like you try and be too creative with – the way you defend and, and so on, but mate, something as simple like that for the mind, well, it's paying dividends, isn't it? When you yeah. go to a clean sheet, chasing the third one, first time since 2010. Well done. Yeah. Awesome game. Well done, the Phoenix. Looking forward to that game against the Jets this weekend. We're seven away from nine. When we come back, Smithy will join us. Couple of minutes away from nine o'clock, Ian Smith uh, is taking over from nine. And Smithy, I understand you got uh, one of your old uh, drinking, punting partners. Rudd's on the show today. That should be a good chat. Ken Rutherford, yep. Haven't had a beer or a bet with Ken for a long time, so it'll be nice to catch up. Uh, he's the CEO of uh, the Albion Park uh, Trots in Queensland, and of course, and they're hosting the Interdoms at the moment, so Ken's pretty busy, but he'll have some thoughts on... Uh, he follows the, uh, the, the Black Caps still. He'll have uh, a lot of thoughts on the cricket side of things as well as the, the furor between Johnson and Warner in Australia, so a uh, run <laughs> to be all over that. We're going to also talk to uh, Nicholas uh, Lamparon very shortly. Of course, he's the... Uh, tournament director for the ASB Classic. Uh, big news coming out of there yesterday. Ed, uh, Emma Radakanyu is uh, coming to town again. So that's cool. Uh, also, Justin Nelson uh, will be talking some basketball and some Commonwealth Games. Where are the Commonwealth Games going to be, Ricardo? I mean, no one wants them. Are, are they done? So uh, Justin's got some ideas about that as well. He's an events man. Greg O'Connor in the harness. Pretty busy show, yep. Mate, it's all happening. It's all happening. Uh, mm. I've got to ask you, Smithy, because we didn't get to it yesterday, but uh, were you surprised to see Henry Nichols' name in the uh, second test lineup? Yeah, I was. No, actually, I, I, I'll be honest, I wasn't. Am I disappointed? Yes. But uh, was I surprised? No. Mm. I definitely was not surprised. And I'll tell you something else. I will not be surprised to see his name in the first test lineup back at home, regardless. Regardless. There you go. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, that Smithy. That is the way it works. Have a great Cheers, show, guys. mate. Happy Friday. Yep. Same to you guys. Cheers. All right. Is Cheers, it? Smithy. See you back Monday at 6. Shall we see you, brother? Yeah. Have a great weekend. Thanks, everyone that's tuned in. Take care. Look after yourselves. Woohoo.